Welcome to the BMX Center of Blood. What the hell are you doing in my <laughs> neck of the woods, yeah, yeah. Alan Foster? Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously I know what you're doing, but it'd be cool to kind of tell the audience what brought you up my way, of course, which is kind of a little bit out of the way, but, um, and, uh, how, how long are you out in the RV for? Yeah. Okay. So it all started years ago. We always decided we did a, a trip, RV trip, cross country with kids. And then we decided, you know, let's do this on our own one time. Just the wife and I wait for the kids to get in college, you know, and then as we started getting into it, we're like thinking, well, God, what if we rented our house? You know, what if we sold our cars? Could we do it for a year? Could we, you know, could the preschools run themselves or us being online? Could we manage it? So we just thought of all these different ideas and different ideas. And we just decided to pull the plug. So, so far we've done, we left kind of mid-December. It started a couple months in Brazil. And then now this cross-country motorhome trip, we, uh, we're doing a, uh, I guess you would call it a counterclockwise loop around the states. So we came across the 10 down to Florida, did a loop through Florida, going mm -hmm. up the East Coast, then going to go across Canada, Montana, Portland, I mean, Seattle, Washington, all that stuff, Portland, Oregon, and then down the California coast. So daughter's birthday's in August, so we got to be back by then. That's oh. it. So, right, well, hey, you got another month than a week, yeah, maybe yeah, five or six weeks yeah. to, to be home. To be home. And the whole time, we, like, as people reach out to me on social media, I've been kind of posting a, a little bit about it, but people say, hey, man, when you come through Savannah, Georgia, look me up. When you come through whatever, look me up, look mm -hmm. me up. And I've just been kept, kept keeping that in mind. If someone takes the time and, sure. hey, I'll try to when I can. It's hard. It doesn't all work out. Sure. Um, we'll go out of our way or, you know, I have my wants and needs and my wife has her wants and needs. So we try to keep it. I can't ride BMX trails and mountain bike trails every day. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but also we can't go to museums every day. So it's it's yeah. been super cool and it's 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 good for us. I mean, it's we have so much road time talking and so much... A lot of it stemmed from the BMX days when you go when you go to a race, mm -hmm. you go to the Applebee's for dinner, you go to the Holiday Inn the hotel, you go to the race, you go back to the Olive Garden, you go back to the race, <laughs> and you go back to the airport and you fly home. Yep. So you just went into right. school, you went into Tampa, you went into wherever you went mm -hmm. to, but all you saw was the hotel, yeah, the Cracker Barrel and and the race, right? Yeah. So like this was like, lay, let's absorb this. And then my wife's from Brazil, she's never seen Boston and Savannah and Pittsburgh and Baltimore. She's never seen these cities like in depth. Yeah. So um, we really enjoyed riding bikes. And we got like city bikes and we mm -hmm. take the Jeep, like, go to a campsite and then take the Jeep into town, ride the bikes, bike paths. And I mean, so much cool. The parks and rec departments that have the bike paths and the state paths and the county paths, the beach paths, all we just wow. love. We can ride. We can ride forever, like spend the whole day. So seeing a city, if you can go see a city on a bike, it's it's super cool. It's super. You don't have to worry about parking. You don't have to worry about all that jazz. And it just it's a, just a different way to see the country. And 
we're fortunate enough that the businesses and the kids and those are they're kind of running themselves and and we're making it work and we love it absolutely love it yeah it's so awesome yeah. with your wife and you doing this together you must even though you've been together for a while i think you said 23 almost years? 30 no almost 30 oh this whoa. december will be 30 years oh i can't even catch up to you All right. <laughs> i'm at 25 i thought that was a long time yeah so almost 30 that's awesome to be together for that long and still learn about each other through it's, a trip like this absolutely i mean we joke all the time about you know you're in a little box you know so it's only so big and you're yeah. you, you you can't be messy i mean you have to stay dialed mm -hmm. you have to stay organized you have to and then you start arguing about how often you should do laundry because laundry is a pain in the ass and how yeah. often you can do this and mm -hmm. i wore that sweatshirt yesterday you need to wear it. i was like no i can wear that again we don't need you know just those personal <laughs> just wear it inside out <laughs> exactly yeah. like all those underwear. personal things yeah. <laughs> so actually I'm curious what people even think about that. Like, how often? How often can you wear a pair of jeans? How often can you wear a sweatshirt? You know, I get it. Underwear, so you're gonna wash that every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But right, right. all that, all that other stuff, and we have different. We have different opinions on that, but uh -huh. but that's okay, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Well, you're still together, so you had. You must not have tried to ride tandem bikes or <laughs> or gone canoeing. Or maybe a double kayak, double seat <laughs> kayak. Those are all divorce machines right yeah, there. They but are. They but are. being inside that box, that can be tough. As you're saying, that could be tough you too. Don't that could any alone time, but that's but yeah. that but that's good. We've done some canoe trips in Florida. There were some cool oh, springs. The springs in Florida were super cool. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she's a super fan of humid humidity, mm -hmm. and I'm more of a drier guy and she likes she loves beach and i love mountains so it's gonna find be a sound happy. clip for some trails guy yeah, i'm yeah. just a dry guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's coming out all right sorry go ahead so there's all those differences but even after being married for 30 years yeah you still and it's actually really good for it because we get in some deep conversations about parenting and life and oh, businesses sure. and i mean we're business partners basically mm -hmm. we're we're pair business partners in parenting business partners in our businesses business partners in whatever we're doing and sure so it's a lot of time but it's it's good i'm fortunate yeah <laughs> and you and you're uh said start in brazil how long has it been since uh, just remind me how what what uh day did you start what like i think it was, with the rv when uh, you left california mid-march mid-march we left california okay. So we did Brazil for two and a half months, right. came back home for two weeks, mm -hmm. and then headed on the road. It was around March 15th, mm -hmm. um, and we're into it. I know it's probably 8,000 miles in and um, a lot of states. And You went to Key West, right? Key West. We did both sides of Florida, mm -hmm. um, and we like like the big cities, the Austin. We did a couple of days in Austin. Oh, we you did? did. A couple I was going to ask about New Texas. Orleans. We did a couple of days in Pensacola. We did it. Mm -hmm. Like two weeks in Orlando area, we did Tampa, St. Pete, that whole side, and then mm -hmm. we did the uh, what is it, um, Pompano Beach and Miami and all that over there, Everglades, yeah. Key West, you know, right. And it's weather steers you a little bit this way or that way, or mm -hmm. we always talk about cities that you really like. Well, we really liked that city. Or uh -huh. I thought I would like Asheville, but it really wasn't that great. But that's just because it was cold that week, oh, you know, right, right. and it rained a little bit. So that yeah. kind of 
killed it a little bit. Yeah. But then you go to a city that you don't like Miami. I was not looking forward to Miami. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. But we had our daughter with us, and it was oh, the water yeah. was warm, and it was just yeah, it was yeah. just a perfect little window, yeah. you know. So it, I hate to steer your thought of what a city is mm-hmm. over whether you're hungry that day or whether you're tired that day yeah. or whatever. Went to Savannah, Georgia, and it was it was awesome. One of our best days. Went to Charleston a day later. And I didn't really like it, but I think I was hungry that day. I was tired, you know, whether you could find parking or not, whether you could, sure. you know, all that, all that comes together of, of why. But we're just trying to, trying to slow down, uh-huh. but it's hard to slow down when you have ideas in mind. I want right. to go here. I want to go here. You know, this, just this week, I mean, it was like a friend of mine in Newark, Delaware, or my my dad's house that a friend of mine in Newark, Delaware in the morning motorcycle ride and then Lonergan's house in the afternoon uh-huh. for dinner. And then, you know, next day was Jeff Allen's house. And then yeah. now this morning I've come over to see you and it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Sometimes yeah. I think we should slow down. Yeah. But I just, just got to work it. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's what, it's, that's what it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like you just kind of roll with it knowing that you got, you're starting to to get to the tail end of this. So yeah. like we were talking about before, I don't know if it was recording yeah. or not at that point, but five or six weeks, you got to be back in California. Yeah. So do you feel like it's going to be, a, the pace is going to be pushed a little more now? Yeah, heading back? I could be wrong, but I'm thinking from Chicago to uh-huh. like Whitefish, Montana's on our list. But like, I don't know what's in between Chicago and Whitefish. I don't Dakota's think, maybe. Yeah, and I've done that before mm-hmm. so that may be a pretty quick we might we we haven't had long, any long really long days like maybe mm-hmm. west texas you know we kind of jumped mm-hmm. across there pretty fast yeah um because there was nothing i mean there wasn't much interest from let's say phoenix to or tombstone arizona mm-hmm. to austin right we didn't really do so that was that was a long drive so i could see yeah. that and then once we get into the Montanas and the Idahos and the Oregons and the Washington, then that's going to be more more our style of stuff that we like. And I yeah. think I think we'll have plenty of time. Uh huh. And then do the Pacific Coast Highway all the way back. Yeah, we've home. done that several times. So, but I'd still like to slow down and maybe see something yeah. we haven't seen before. Yeah. So. We don't do campground reservations. We just kind of go into the town. If mm-hmm. it's interesting, maybe a day or two ahead, we'll reserve something and mm-hmm. stay two nights, three nights. At all, so so many factors, so yeah. many factors come into it. Uh-huh. Trying not to schedule it, but we we would like to be back by the end of August. Sure, for my daughter's birthday. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Makes sense. So and missing. I mean, we miss the kids. We want to be back to them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Usually it's the kids that take off and you hope they'll be home because <laughs> yeah. you miss them. Yeah. Now the kids are waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have two kids, right? Two kids, 19 and 21 girls. Gotcha. And they're doing good. They're doing good. Good. Living on their own now. I mean, yeah. living in, in the house. But and they're, they're alive and they make their own food and they go to their jobs and they go yeah. to school and... Imagine that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you did something right. Yeah. The dog's still alive. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Jeez. So have you had a, I know it's a little early. You probably have to ponder this one when the trip's over, but is there a place that you've liked, say, the most of places yeah. you've been? I think I want to come back 
to that. Um, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee area, like that seems like a pretty cool pocket uh-huh. of mountains and there's some beach and there's some, and there's a lot of my f- friends seem to be in that, or like old, old friends sure. um, that I could see, we could spend time with. and. Mm-hmm. And just the moist dirt. Uh, I, I like riding mountain bikes. I like riding motorcycles. I like sure. riding BMX bikes. And just the dirt possibilities of you know those Tennessee, North Carolina mountains. And it's as opposed to being closer to the shore where there's yeah, going to be sandy, sandy stuff, and or like California stuff, dry and rocky. Which right. there's some good stuff. There is some good mm-hmm. stuff, but it's just different. And I grew up in that East Coast. My wife says I talk too too much about dirt, but man, just a good. <laughs> Dirt, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. a good dirt is good dirt. It yeah, just, yeah. I'll go back and look at the marks that I made when I went through a turn. You right, know, just right. Dirt, is, good dirt is good dirt. <laughs> Remind me to show you a picture of a buddy of mine from Long Island that moved to um, to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Bill Bill Klein, Wild yeah. Bill. He's called. Uh, it's his nickname is Wild Bill, but he's got. Uh, did you ever hear of the trails on Long Island called Boondocks? Yes. Yeah. He's got a chunk of dirt. Oh, really? Framed. It's in a, it's in a box. <laughs> that's funny. I, there might be even be two pieces in there, but anyway. Yeah, that's cool. And, that's and cool. The, I think Circuit, uh, Circuit BMX Bike Shop in Providence, Rhode Island, they've got a. I'm pretty sure it's them. They've got a case that has balls of dirt from all oh, different that's places. Cool. It's that's just cool. yeah. so. Anyway, there's there's yeah. my yeah. my. Uh, thumbs up on the dirt thing I, I it's a it's a real thing it's a real thing yeah, i know mean, like leaves that sit over top of dirt for the winter I yeah mean, that's a good dark of course you just came from visiting jay lonegren who yeah, tries yeah. everything yeah i'm sure between him and mike gentlecourt they have tried everything for winter over yes you know yeah, just yeah. to to have things not break up there's so many people on the list of people that i like i, I would have loved to go see gentlecourt but i just couldn't i would have loved to ride his little trails i would have loved to go yeah. to caddy would have loved to go to posh but there's just not time for everything and yeah i understand people work most people work during the week right yeah, so yeah. i only right. if i have weekends to ride with people and oh, you right. know uh, so i appreciate yeah. the time that people do give me you mm-hmm. know to hey i'm gonna come into town let's go grab a bike to eat or let's go ride a bike or yeah. let's go do something but everybody yeah. has their life too sure you know whether you have yeah. kids or whether you have uh, work or yeah, whatever. It's life. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not very often Alan Foster rolls through <laughs> town through Connecticut, let alone yeah. let alone driving yeah. up to to where I live up in the northwest corner here in Connecticut. So, to me, it's like it was easy to say yeah. to my boss yesterday. It's okay if I take a half day tomorrow. <laughs> a friend's here from California. And say, I, absolutely, I, go I so for appreciate it. that. I so appreciate that when people give you. That. It's it's good. It's yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it would have been rushed if we met tonight. Say, yeah. but but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it is. It is. I I hear you. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of people that were have been so happy to see you in this way. Yeah. Out here and seeing what you do because you're definitely influencing ideas for a lot of people you're visiting yeah, I yeah. would imagine yeah it's you it, know. it's fun and 
each of us had our bucket list. You know, she had some mm-hmm. cities that she wanted to go to just because she's seen them on the news or seen them in the newspapers or whatever. You sure. know, like uh, the big ones. You know, the big ones. I want to go to Boston. I want to. Cape mm-hmm. Cod is a big one. You know, I. Uh-huh. I've raced Cape Cod, but I don't know anything about it. It's like, okay, let's go to Cape just Cod. Just a sandy you know? track. Yeah. <laughs> With a wall ride under a, <laughs> under, a, under a berm. Yes. Under a bridge. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, motorcycle. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up with the East Coast riding motorcycles. And then I come to California, and that's more like desert riding or track riding, which is fun. Yeah. But now, like, like, it's not convenient to drag this motorcycle across the country. I mean, it's on the front of the motorhome, and it's out in the weather. And, uh-huh. But I really wanted to ride like an enduro or a hair scramble or something. And I was just looking up calendars and searching stuff. And I found this GNCC race. Um, so it's like a two hour long in the woods type thing. And uh, Snowshoe West Virginia kind of matched up with our thing. So we did yeah. that for, it was like a four day, five day event. And it was cool. It was super, super cool. Um, it happened to rain during my race and I happened to get a flat. So a couple things didn't go right. So it wasn't that loamy dirt that I was dreaming about, but that was like a bucket list thing. That was sure. like a bucket list thing to do. And there was thousands of people out there on e-mountain bikes and quads and motorcycles and just that scene. <laughs> wow. I grew up with my dad going to Enduro, so I uh-huh. wanted to kind of relive that a little bit. And yeah. I'm not getting, well, none of us are getting younger, so right. I was like, I can't, I can't wait till whenever retirement whatever retirement is right whenever that officially happens i don't know what retirement is these days because people work so long and people yeah so this is i don't know if this is retirement i don't know if it's (laughs) pre-retirement i don't know what this is but i wanted to do it now while i could my body was still good oh that's yeah i I mean that's good i i think coordinating it, it most of us think that you have to do it when you're young yeah yeah but i don't know you you were telling me earlier when we were out uh, you know, uh, doing that walk there, that you, you had all this in in place. You just had to active. You had to have the right people. Yep. To yep. be able to to cover you while you're gone. So yep. it, it's possible. You just got to plan it. You just got to plan it. You just got to plan it ahead. And my wife's done a very good job at the preschools. That's our businesses, and mm-hmm. she's got kind of a really strong team in place and yeah. they run the show we are in daily contact with them but they've got it I mean they, yeah. they've they've got it handled and um, so this is our chance to uh, sneak out and go play go yeah. play for a year good <laughs> that's great yeah I think it's great it's uh, I can't wait to keep following along yeah. all the way back yeah. know, all the way back to California but yeah. should we talk BMX stuff yeah, let's do that. BMX in your blood, I mean, right? you, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and you definitely have BMX in your blood. Um, so you're, you, uh, I think you're, what, a year older than me? I'm 51. I'm 70s, uh, 1970, so 52 right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm right But we raced in the same over the winter together. Yeah, for so like a I'm six January, month. so you must be. September. Okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we would be the same age for half the year. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. which mattered, actually didn't matter much back when it was like seven. Was it seven, that that Columbus Moto shit I, I have? I don't think I ever raced a seventeen and over expert. Must have been eighteen and over then. Was well, it been open? No, no, this is no, class. But I was pro had, by eighteen. We had sixteenths. Because that must have had to have been 16. 17 x or something like that. Uh, 
Yes, you're probably right. It was either I 16, I think it was 16X. The more okay. I think about I don't it. ever remember racing up 17 and over, a 15, mm -hmm. 16, or what. It yeah. was always 15, 15X, 16X, 17X. Yeah. So I, I bet I, you it was 16X then. I turned pro in 87. So it was. Oh my gosh, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, right you after turned, the NBL Grands, 87, I turned pro. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So you were 17, almost 18? When that, I. Actually, the grand September, so you were already, uh, you turned... So I raced 17X 17 at the grand. Grands, and then I raced a couple, like, B-Pro races when I was still 17, like, in the fall, mm -hmm. and then I moved to California. I didn't, I just went to go visit California with Dave Clymer. He was uh -huh. moving, Yeah, and that was my 18th birthday, right? No, I'm a year off. 17. No, I'm a year off. So, sorry, sorry, sorry. I raced 18X. Okay. God. But not a full season of it. You just Yeah, right. At the MBL Grands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I graduated high school in 88. Yeah, so I graduated high school in 88. Yeah. Raced the MBL Grand and then turned pro. I gotcha. So then it was 80, that's January, basically January 1st of 89 is when I was in California. And I think to. I've been there since. To turn pro back then, was it, what was the, is it, you had to be at least 16? I don't, it had to be 16, yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, 16. Right. And I think it's still the same. I and think then it was B pro, and you get five top threes or something like that, and then that moves you to A pro or something like that. I don't know. It was like 2,000 bucks or something. ABA, was, ABA was money. Oh, ABA that's right. was money, that's MBL right. was pretty, I think it was podium, five podiums or 10 podiums or whatever yeah. it was to. Right. But that could go fast. If, and that was my problem. I was fast enough to be pro, but then when I turned pro, yeah. I got smoked. You know, uh -huh. or A pro or double A, whatever it was called at the time, um, got smoked, reclassified one time, mm -hmm. and then came back again. And then I got a little more in the swing of it. <laughs> Which makes sense because uh, if you were just 17, 18, you're, you're, you're racing guys yeah, in yeah. Or, uh, A pro, NBL, double A, in yeah. ABA, that are. You know, 22, yeah, 23, remember, and just you know, shitting my pants being on the gate with Hans Neeson and Gary Ellis and Charles Oh, Townsend you just named my favorite guy. You know it from listening to this podcast. All big dudes, right? <laughs> all big dudes. And you're like, I don't have a shot against these guys. Like, yeah. even like Rick Palmer. Was he a big guy? You know, all yeah. these guys were big guys. Was Fed still racing? Robert Fed? I don't think so. He was, he was a big guy. Definitely too. around when mm -hmm. I got bigger into it. His. Mm -hmm. I think he married somebody at the ABA. I think I so. Think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I saw him around racing cruiser. and yes. Oh, he was the start of Vet Pro. He, he raced at the beginning oh. of Vet. Okay. Like early 90s. Yeah. When Vet Pro yeah. when Vet Pro was on cruisers, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Pistol Pete, he was huge then. Yeah. At the time you turned. Yes, was... I, I, I raced him actually quite a bit. Yeah. Probably for a couple of years. Um. Dave Clymer was kind of tight with that whole MRC training crew and Pete would oh, train at this. We used to Mike go to the Redman. same gym. Yeah, it was sort of like gym together. And, yeah. Uh, Did you guys just use the gym or was yeah, it Mike Redman's own gym? We just used their gym. They okay. kind of had this private warehouse. Oh, okay. Um, and that's where Pete did a lot of his training. Oh, okay. So Orange Y was a local track, and Pete would be there. And yeah, that was kind yeah. of when he was like S and M Pete. Oh, okay. You know, Ponytail Pete. Yeah, 
Yeah. And the I've pony. just seen him around on social media a little bit. Like the white Zero Nine gear. Yeah. Dude, that looks so good. Yeah. yeah. Recently. Yeah, recently. Yeah, in the last ra- couple he months. He raced like Rockford or something. Did he? Just, just forget a white Zero Nine gear. It was Rockford. Awesome. It was. That yeah. stuff looked good. <laughs> did. I was a fan of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Well, I won't get into doping. Um, <laughs> but thinking about the size of some of these guys, it had to have been pretty intimidating. Did it, I will ask you a question I asked Scott Yoklet a long time ago when I did his interview. Um, did you ever did Did you ever feel like uh, it wasn't even playing field? Uh, not Not starting any drama or, or yeah. you know any kind of. I don't. I don't know any facts. Of, I don't know. I. I mean, I was pretty tight in the scene right now, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think there was much as what people talked about it, and I don't know if it's just little little yeah. things. Right. I mean, there were a few guys for sure. There were a few guys mm-hmm. for sure, but honestly, they weren't mm. that good on a bike, so it didn't really matter that much. Um, yeah, you're not doing velodrome. You're yeah, not, but and you know. and yeah, you can light up the first straight, but I'm gonna I'm gonna catch you somewhere else. Or right. I, I wasn't worried about. It. I mean, we were we were all just riding bikes. That's the mm-hmm. whole. Yeah, I wish you could somehow tell these younger kids just ride your bike, just yeah. ride your bike. Don't yeah. worry about everything that the sprints and the training and the squats and the yeah. yes, that will make you faster. Sure. But ride your bike, ride your bike, and just do it because you love it. If you try to force it, mm-hmm. I don't think you'll last very long. I don't right. think. Yes, you you'll, right. you can be fast, you can be good, and maybe the money or the sponsor mm-hmm. or whatever, the glory will keep you in it. Sure. But I think if you really want to stay in it a long time, you have to do it because you love it. And that's right. maybe you love squatting and sprinting and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, that's that's a tough line to follow. Mm-hmm. When I used to train kids, or parents would talk to me, "Can you help my seven year old?" Or you know, you'd help a seven year old, and he wants to do sprints and gates, and yeah. it's like, well, maybe just go ride, just ride, jump some curbs, and like, uh-huh. if you're comfortable on your bike, then all that other stuff will come. That all that other stuff will come. Sure. And maybe people, some people get a lucky break, and some people don't get a lucky break, but that's. Right. Uh, I feel this whole way. I've gotten little lucky breaks, whether it was an airwalk thing or a POW thing or whatever, mm-hmm. just happened to fall into place correctly. Or Schwinn came in right, right when we already had travel from airwalk, so uh-huh. Schwinn wasn't ready to do something full. But then they came in all these foster brother kids. They already have their travel taken care of, so we can give them money. But for us, it was huge, you know. And then sure. that snowballed and snowballed and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel fortunate that a couple forks in the road went my right. went my way. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. It, but it took being in California to make some of that happen. Correct, right? correct, correct. I mean, you that know, all happened in California, right? When I came to California, I didn't go there to get in magazines. I didn't go there. I just go. My friend Dave Clymer was going there to ride, so I was going to ride with him. And he moved in with this Chris Moeller character, and I didn't know Chris, and I didn't know. I mean he's a BMX action test guy. And next thing you know, we were there like a week and we're um, at riding and Wendy's taking, Wendy Osborne's taking pictures of Moeller. And then she takes a couple pictures of me. And then I get like the table of contents of BMX action two months later. And I'm like, Whoa, how'd that happen? You know, wow. that w- but that wasn't a scripted plan no. that just happened, you know, and then it just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. Right. And then, 
hey, we got to get a house together and then we get this big house and then a bunch yeah. of riders and all those riders are just riders and then a couple of them get good and then a couple uh-huh. of them get noticed and then next thing you know, you got, you know, magoos and, you know, sure. bike industry people uh, over at the house and seeing what you're doing then we're all BMX plus test riders and then that gets pictures <laughs> in the magazine and then Elf sees that and then right. it just snowballs and snowballs yeah, and yeah. snowballs yeah. and then the airwalk thing happens and the Schwinn thing happens and then... Yeah. How important were the days in, in uh, Maryland when you were on, was it Wheelpower at that time? Yep. Yep. Like how, how important was a team like Wheelpower? Because there were a lot of good guys on Wheelpower. Yep. 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 I think you and your brother yep. were on there. Yep. Timmy was on there. Yep. Um, I'm, 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 oh my gosh. I mean, I'm Joe Stifler, out, Matt Lintz, Stifler, Kevin yeah, big. Before I mean, he was on White Bear, right? Yeah. yeah that yeah, dude was White huge. Bear, yeah, oh yeah. my God, he was a monster. There was a, there was a Stifler brother. There's the Holbert yeah. brothers. There was, I mean... Then we started Branch and AS, Kevin Lee. I just rode with him last week. Did you? Yeah. And then it branched out. We did some like Mark Hildebrandt and like sort of branching out a little yeah. bit, going out a little bit. Yeah. Um, like Timmy was obviously Long Island. That was sure. a little bit farther out. Sure. Um, but that was a cool area. And yeah. I was talking to Kevin about this this week. It's like that was really only like 84 to 88. You know, that's only a four-year window. That's a Harrisburg days. That, that's exactly. <laughs> so just that crazy, that little four-year window of being, of my, let's call it a 20-year BMX life. That yeah. was a little four-year window, but that was such an influential little window. Yeah. Um, that like I rode trails last week with Matt Lins and Kevin Liebig, you know. I Matt rode, Lenz? Yeah, yeah. So I rode with oh, those guys. Right. Someone asked me to bring him up. In 83. Because of willpower. Yeah, 83, 84. Yeah. 83, 84. Yeah. So. Is he on willpower? Matt yeah. Lenz? Yep, yep, yeah. That's what the question was. Yeah, or just, not the question, but the, the thought of Kevin Liebig and Matt Lenz. Yep. So um, I rode, Kevin and I rode Frost, no, Fredericksburg, like a watershed mountain bike thing. Him uh-huh. and his son. We did some mountain bike shuttle runs. Cristiani shuttled us to the top. We did a couple runs and then in the afternoon we went to these beltway trails oh um, yeah yeah around dc is legit yeah like or baltimore near DC. Oh, north, okay north of baltimore okay. so it was good i mean yeah i i commend those guys those are they're still you know we're all 50 years old and yeah. still jumping jumps and right that, that's cool it's yeah. super super cool oh man that's but that wild. that window those wheel power days that's when you got home from school, you got on your bike and you just rode and you just yeah. rode and you rode trails and you rode gravel pits and you rode yeah. Kevin in a backyard track and you just all these little things, but there was zero sprints. There yeah. was zero gate starts. Yeah. There was zero. Yeah. It was just riding your bike. Yeah. And then you, and you know, did have to pedal at the trails. You did have to sprint at the jumps. Correct. Because correct. We didn't have, you know, and it was just, we didn't use the landscape in our favor. <laughs> yeah. We went to a flat lot with no shade. I know. <laughs> so all that just, I think, sculpted to what it was. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Brian and I would drive to New Jersey or Pennsylvania or wherever. And that's where we met Climber. That's where we met, you know, the Long Island crew. Or that's where we met all these different people, you know. And turned into now, whatever, 25 years later, I'm driving across country and knocking on their door and seeing what they're up to. Right. (laughs) Right. Which, that's awesome. That really is awesome. I I didn't realize uh, willpower had that much of an effect on you, but those three years clearly clearly did. 
but you so you had mentioned you started hanging out in northeast pennsylvania uh hanging out with dave climber yeah. so you eventually connected with some like-minded people yeah. like dave yeah yeah and just decided that it, it did you decide to move west because you wanted to make a go for go at it no and that i think that's what makes a story better is that i was you know, graduated high school, did one semester of community college, wasn't digging it, but I was just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And Dave was moving to California. Dave was moving. And I was like, oh, I'll go with you, but I'll drive a separate car because I'm going to come right. back. I'm only going to take January. Yeah. And there's Irvine Cup World Series, the thing that they were doing. And yeah. we got there. We drove from the Christmas class and got there. And I think something got canceled or Rennie Roker, somebody ran away with the money and something. But <laughs> that, that is a true story, that, but maybe not yeah, that one. <laughs> that race never happened. Right, right. And then I ruptured my spleen. Um, a head tube snapped off a frame, and I ruptured my spleen and had to come back to Maryland. Uh-huh. So I, I flew back, you know, healed for a month, and then went. And I was like, well, Mom and Dad, like, why don't I take a semester off, and I'll go back to California, get my truck and yeah. experience it a little bit more. And then I'll come back and I'll start next fall, you know? Right. And then, okay, well, we'll do summer tour and then summer tour. Well, <laughs> let me go back and do And so that's how, how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that was 30 years ago, you know? Right. So it wasn't ever, Oh, I'm moving to California. Yeah. I mean, it was just, all I had was a truck and my bike and a duffel bag. That's all I had, and right. that's all I owned. And that's, right. but I was cool with it. And uh-huh. so, I just think if that you can't script that, that just happened. And then the mm-hmm. HBP pal, HBP house, the Huntington Beach Pros, they're in the POW house, Pros of Westminster, and then just all like-minded people. A lot of East Coast guys would come out for the yeah. winter. Some would stay. Oh, that's so you um, met Jay and Jay. I, I was roommates with Jay and um, wherever else came from Eastern PA I too, mean, right? The, there were a few others. Oh, there's tons. Sal and oh, Sal Brooks yeah. from New York and, and yeah. the the Richie Pool and I mean so so many so many. Yeah, there's climber climber buddies, John Salami and Ralph Byrne from mm-hmm. Jersey. They're all. We knew each other a little bit, but like the Brett Era gangs would come out or the Enoses would come out from yeah. this. Or, uh, Ick. Ick came yeah. out several times and Mike Griffin and, you know, some people yeah. stayed, some people went. It was kind of a rotating door. And, yeah. But uh, I think at one time POW house rent was like $108 a month because there were so many people in there. You oh, know? my God. Your share was just one away. Yeah. yeah. Oh and then, God. oh, then the Ohio stuff, Lawan and Todd. Yeah. and uh, Oh, right, right. And then so it just different people came at different times and uh-huh. some people moved on some people didn't move on and yeah. then yeah um i met my wife and then we uh-huh. moved out and then yeah that was it <laughs> wow and, and at that point uh even though she's from brazil you you settled in you both of you settled into an area that you were getting familiar with but comfortable enough that Correct. you knew it was yep. the spot yeah, and actually, so Brian would have, Brian lived in the POW house, mm-hmm. like Brian and Neil Wood and that crew, but I was out by then. So I would oh, ride with okay. him all the time, but I actually never lived with Brian at the POW house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Had it sized down by then a little bit? A little bit. Um, it was getting a little dirtier too. It was yeah. getting dirtier and dirtier and a little more, uh, a little more bad influences were coming in. Sure. Um, 
I don't know what the eventual breakdown of it was. I think mm-hmm. just people were a little bit over it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And then everybody sprinkled off on their own, you know. Right. I don't right. think we ever got evicted, evicted. Right. But it was pretty bad by the end. It yeah. was pretty bad by the end. Right. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Especially since it was getting highly publicized by that point. Yeah. And that was still all the same thing. That was like a, let's say, 1990 to 94, maybe? Yeah. You know, so same thing. Only really a four-year window. So when you think of the whole big picture, four years really mm-hmm. isn't that long. Right. You know? Right. Uh, so, but that was the growing mm-hmm. and everybody, everybody grew from there. Yeah. So. In all that time, you were pro that entire time. Uh, so you're racing pro and practicing at Orange. At Orange and Cold Canyon. With and all the riding, real deal. Twin Palm, riding Twin Palm, whatever. That was the beginning of Sheep Hills. That yeah. was the beginning of a lot. And I said it many, many times. And then that one day I got that Airwalk phone call and then that yeah. changed it all. You know, right. you're just going from, I don't know, I was making five grand a year, 10 grand a year in purse money. And then that's that was it working mm-hmm. in a bike shop part-time and then the oh, airwalk thing no comes. contingencies yeah you were just, yeah yeah you're a minor league pro exactly and then right. uh, once you start getting travel and rental cars and hotel and food money and then and then right. the, the, i keep saying the the ball keeps snowballing forward um, and you were probably racing gosh 30 weekends a year then then you get the confidence and then it right. doesn't matter who that you're in between charles townsend and gary Ellis on the gate it doesn't matter they're just two guys and you just practice with yeah. them at Orange yeah. Plaza. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not Gary Ellis, but yeah, yeah. Charles Townsend, I would yeah. imagine. And it didn't. It, or Dunhouse, whoever. The, yeah, and it didn't matter. And they, they were just, they were they were fellow racers, and uh-huh. that's it. So you you all pushed each other. Well, yeah. you, pro- you probably all needed each other to push, to have someone to yeah. push it. And then that Huntington Beach era. Huntington Beach was booming for a while Yeah, when, like, Neil Wood and Dale Holmes had a house and Stephen Murray and a couple of dirt jumpers had the house next door and then the, the Christophe Levesque and Thomas Allier and oh, like Christian Bergerine. Yeah, they were all I mean, we'd go and do beach sprints sometimes and it'd be like Christoph, Thomas, Jamie Staff, you know, Wildman, my brother, you know, like it was wow. legit Dale, Neil, Miranda, you know, like there'd Holy be like God. a It'd be a legit double A gate, you know, yeah. and we're all racing each other at the beach, you know. <laughs> Somebody's thrown up in between sprints, and <laughs> people are living a little bit secretive of what they're doing training wise, more yeah. of Christoph and Thomas because they yeah, were yeah. a little higher level, and yeah. you know. Um, and then you go to Sheep and you do your thing, and it was, yeah. it was good. Like an orange, like a Wednesday night at orange, it was hard on the mental because. Yeah. You'd get smoked. You'd go into the first turn in like seventh place, you know, yeah. Yeah. because you got Thomas, Jamie, Kristoff just smoking yeah. you. Uh-huh. And then you got to race them on the weekend. And you're like, well, he just smoked me every single time at Orange. How am I possibly going to do anything against him? But, Which, of course, you have to push out of your head. Yeah, right. and it's the same package of it's not all about results. It's not all about I wasn't a result guy. I was, you know, top nine at best. Um so, I worked at a bike shop. I worked at Wheel Power in Maryland. I worked at a bike shop in California, mm-hmm. understanding the bike industry and understanding the sponsor game a little bit. It was, uh, yeah, it was helpful. 
I think I was a reasonable person and not a whiny mm-hmm. little baby. Yeah. <laughs> did did you uh, start taking on more of a? I want to say a parenting role, but um, with your brother anyway, uh, was that when when he came out? Did you start to to try to work out deals with you and him as a team? I don't. Or did that I don't just think so. Out? Maybe towards the end of it, when I when Brian was very well publicized, I think I played with the Brian card a lot in the Airwalk stuff for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, but I don't think we did too much mm-hmm. with uh, ODI or Schwinn or or UGP. I think that was we were both doing that together most of the time. I think after Elf for you, Cyclecraft for him. Uh, After yeah, Elf, Cyclecraft, and then it's like TNT and Hyper. Oh, right, right, TNT, right. was Hyper. That was after. And huh? then Schwinn came in. Okay. And the Schwinn thing really came about. A guy named Bill Grad was yeah. uh, shopping for Steve Veltman. Mm-hmm. Um, shopping at Schwinn. Somehow got the word that Schwinn was looking for a program. And they only had, I'll say numbers, they had 10 grand to play with, right? So, well, 10 grand's yeah. not enough to get Steve Elfman to the races <laughs> no. and pay him money. So, but right. these foster brother kids, they already have all their travel and food money and everything paid for. Because of Airwalk. Because of Airwalk. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, we'll give Alan five grand and Brian five grand and right. we'll ride these cheap frames. Right. Well, we're cool with that, right? right? <laughs> That's yeah. perfect. And uh-huh. then they saw, oh, okay, this will work. And yeah. then it elevated and ele- it was... yeah. Then it turned into not just Airwalk. Then it was Airwalk Schwinn. And then mm-hmm. one time it became Schwinn Airwalk. And then it just became Schwinn. <laughs> right, right. It just, that ramped up, ramped up, ramped up. And then yeah. and then you got Truck and Trailer and John Paul and Tony Sanaka and, you know, yeah. all that stuff going on. And then you got Bogey Gibbons and Timmy Strelucky and Matt Polkamp and the yeah. Jake Miron and Dave Asado. And, I mean, just oh, on great, and on. I mean, Schwinn. Crazy team. That was a good, that was a good, fun yeah, I hope I didn't forget anybody's name in there, but I no, I was, li- I was listening and I I can't think of anyone yeah. else that was on there. I mean, you covered the amateurs, yeah. covered the amateurs and, and the pros. We were all friends and we all rode together. And yeah. We all, I mean, Matt was a little separate in Ohio, but mm-hmm. I mean, God, the bogeys and the, the uh, all yeah. that stuff was fun, fun time. Timmy made his way to California. Brian would just made his way to California, mm-hmm. um, and those were good, good years. Yeah. Um, and then when you have Schwinn and then everybody uh-huh. wants to be involved because you got Schwinn involved and they're sure. doing big ads and Toyotas and all that stuff uh, right. and that kind of transferred to mountain bikes a little bit and like, dabbled in mountain bikes a little bit yeah and, um, seems like you guys were ahead of the curve with that because the, the 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 bigger team started to pick up it seemed like just after that was a good era I guess uh, I'll call that 95 I don't know mm-hmm. how close I am on that but that's when I think um, that's right BMX sales were getting bigger and then you got the Trek that came in and they got a truck and like two pros and then yeah. you got balance that had two pros and then you got oh, Gary yeah. Fisher that had two pros right. and then you got you know, Park Pre had two yeah like, yeah so all these people and then you're going a giant had two pros and then you're going to like Pine Bluff, Arkansas in January. Yeah. And you got Person Hayden on balance, Alan and Brian on Airwalk, you know, maybe oh, Sam Marlano and Jason Richardson on Mosh. Yeah. And then you throw in like a Craig Reynolds and a Barry McManus from the East Coast. And the next thing you got right. eight guys 
that are teammates. Yeah, and, and they're all racing. And but those were good, good times. Yeah. Good, good memories. Um, and then you go to the bigger races, and then you have deeper. Sure. But you know, there was, I don't know, fifteen fairly making a decent living pros. Mm-hmm. You know, for a while. Um, that's, that's a lot. That's solid. And then as those people, the Schwinn dropped off, yeah. the Gary Fisher dropped off, the truck dropped off, you know, yeah. and, or maybe went with one person or. Right, right. Uh, yeah. But it was, it's all in waves. So I hope right. it, I don't even know what we're in. This COVID thing kind of made things crazy. Right. Um, Team wise, I don't, I don't see, gosh, I, I, I can only guess, but of course the disciplines have divided, yeah. you know. Flat tracks, we'll call them, because of you know supercross tracks being big hill tracks, so small big hill, hill tracks, yeah. and then how much racing has separated from the trail scene. I so mean, you got your World Cup guys, though, and you got your ABA. That's true. That's true. Title chasers, yeah. and how many of those guys are making money? Yeah, you'll never like have. Enough. Yeah, you'll never have a Scotty Yokelette mm-hmm. or a Brian Foster. I don't uh-huh. think you will. Um, I guess maybe Barry Nobles. I, I don't even, that's kind of after me, so I don't mm-hmm. know that. But, I mean, Barry obviously holds his own from what I've seen on videos oh my on gosh, trails yeah. and yeah. then holds his own in racing. So, sure. I mean, I should say holds his own maybe isn't isn't even strong enough. You know, he's, he's very good at both. But that's a right. rare thing now. You don't yeah. see, or that's not, the trail kid that grew up riding trails isn't going to be the next double-A pro. It's, right. it's not you, you kind of got to pick wow, your it's too me- it, it's too separated yeah, yeah. of disciplines and, and everything and grows animals. like that everything grows like that you know yeah, yeah. what training gets better training gets more efficient bikes yeah. get more training all that stuff more specific sure um, but so i feel very lucky that i grew up in the era i did um mm-hmm. but i'm sure the people that are doing it now are having a good time it's just a different different yeah 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 old, old different climate with I mean, these World Cup series, uh, it, I believe, I could be wrong on this, there's only like six or eight races. What blows my mind, and I don't I don't know the details, but to fly to Portugal to race <laughs> one class, it's not like you've got class, cruiser, and open right. both days, maybe a Friday night if you want to play with it, yeah. you know, to go that far and get motoed, mm-hmm. I mean. Well, there's over a hundred guys entered. I don't know how I in I, that class. I don't know as a company how you could budget for that. Yeah. I don't know as a rider you could the mental strength that you would have to be in that right. to be on the gate in the semi, right? In wherever you are, you right. know, Poppendall or where, and know yeah. that that's it. But I guess maybe sixth place semi points is good enough for a world cup series i i, I don't i don't know yeah. that i don't know the ins and outs of it but well, i think that changes too yeah that changes the game mm-hmm. that you didn't make it out of the semi and double a on saturday but you mm-hmm. still got open your open main later in the day and then mm-hmm. the next t- you have sunday too so sure you got four chances every weekend but i it's a different training i mean they train for those mm-hmm. five or six laps they're going to do. They don't. It's not like you're racing three mains in Phoenix at eleven o'clock at night, and you got to be up at eight o'clock yeah, the next morning to race. They don't do that anymore. It it, it seems. Um, gosh, it, they do it at 
grands still yeah. where they have three three yeah. mains but most races are are one shot deals yeah. i don't i don't, don't follow it close enough i i'm a fan of it i like mm-hmm. watching it and i i, yeah. I listen to some different podcasts mm-hmm. and but i don't i don't i don't know the i don't know the ins and outs yeah it, it, i'd have to check it but it's uh it sure seems like uh, the race the regular pro nationals are are one lap yeah. for the main yeah they're not multiple laps and that seems a little strange to me because I I love the whole idea that you could get you yeah. at say Columbus or whatever race. It's always easiest to watch you at yeah. at, at Columbus because it's just easy. Yeah. Everything's right there. You can kind of hang over the yeah. edge and watch. Yeah. But it was three mains, so someone like you yeah. could really capitalize on mistakes in the first one, or maybe not exactly. the first one, yeah. but yeah. the last one maybe you capitalize yeah. on mistakes. Yeah. So you get yeah. like a five-four-one, yeah, exactly. and all of a sudden you're in second place money <laughs> yep. because yep. it's so mixed up rather than a one-shot deal. But yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to try to make. I don't want it to sound like I'm trying to change anything. I'm not. I'm just saying yeah. it's it was pretty cool. I've always thought that three three main deals were were the way to go kind of like what motocross supercross eventually brought into theirs with um with the triple 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 crowns yeah Yeah. three shorter mains yeah and they don't know whether they're called mains right just yeah yeah. it's their mains yeah there's three mains you're just adding three mains it's not very complicated but yeah yeah. the bmxers actually have something up on motocross with that one (laughs) yeah but i like that and and you you guys uh Swing guys, I feel like capitalized on that more than anybody yeah, because yeah. you guys could mix it up enough so that no one was going to get yeah. a one one one. Yeah, maybe Gary Ells. Yeah, yeah. But, when it, when different people were on, and that was a training back then. Nobody, not just say nobody. Before yeah. Christoph and Thomas came, I don't think anybody had a, a strict training program where they were peaking mm-hmm. on certain times. I think just you just happened to peak. You just go to a race and just, oh, dude, Purse is going fast this weekend or Hayden's going fast this weekend or whoever's mm-hmm. going fast this weekend. It just, I don't think, uh, I wasn't at least yeah. specific about it. I just mm-hmm. did what I thought I should do to be faster. And then uh-huh. a random York PA, ooh, I'm going down the first straight fast yeah, this weekend. Yeah, right. I, I, it just happened, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, or whatever, the first yeah. jump's feeling good, or whatever, it just works, and then... We I mean, can't time a peak when you're racing 30-something weekends a year. Correct, so you're just racing. Yeah. And I think I think that... I think Greg Hill brought that in with John Purse a little bit about... And I mean, Christoph, for sure. Christoph and Thomas, for sure, brought that in. And any of the European guys brought that in. Um, uh, Christian Berserin, a lot of those guys mm-hmm. brought that style of training where the, the world's and... Uh, the grands and all that kind of stuff were the focus. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so they yeah. wouldn't mind having a mediocre weekend. They yeah. don't care if they get third in Pine Bluff. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's want, all part of the program. They want to win the grands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follow the program. Yeah, yeah. That that's a. I could I could definitely see that for sure. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> what other subjects you want to talk about? Bring it up. What do you want to bring up? Well, first of all, it, if you're willing to divulge, and this is really more, you can give a ballpark if you if you even want yeah. to answer the question. The the top gear, and and I guess it's more of an average. Because, well, the top gear in say '95, '96, when things were really hammering along, you had, 
you and maybe you guys were more unique, you and Brian. Um, what's the best you did money wise in the top yeah. year? So, in what year was that? I won't talk Brian because I'll only talk me. Yes, because yes, Brian was different because he had contingencies, or like some of X Games year would have been bigger, or his Schwinn pay was different than I my forgot. pay. He wasn't just racing. Yeah, so okay. he had some different goofy payouts. So we'll stay with racers. Yeah. Only. So just just me racing. I was over a hundred for maybe two or three years, mm -hmm. but not much over a hundred. Maybe one twenty-five. Sure. Um, and I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind talking that. But and that's with the with the expenses to the races paid. Exactly. So that's fees. where it's hard to put a number on that because mm -hmm. you're not buying any clothes. Mm -hmm. I mean, Airwalk had a car. I had an Airwalk car. <laughs> They paid insurance. They paid gas. They paid you know you everything. Me? Yeah, no, I got. It's like you have an executive yeah. sales job, yeah. but I was different. I was different as far as that. Airwalk started. We were doing the airwalk thing. Mm -hmm. Our team manager left. We got assigned the skate team manager. He didn't know what he was doing, so mm -hmm. he was asking me for help. And I saw that as opportunity. It's like, wait yeah. a minute, I'll help you out. So I got a little bit of a stipend for that. Yeah. And then yeah, that yeah. guy left and it's like, oh, Alan, why don't you take over the team? And the next thing you know, I'm the Airwalk team manager, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm taking care of Taj and Joe Rich, you know, and sending them shoes. And then yeah. somebody does a deal and they sponsor Hara and we're sponsoring Nyquist and Mir all of a sudden. And, yeah. you know, Airwalk was this thing. So I was, I almost want to call it double dipping. Mm -hmm. I was getting paid as a team manager. I was uh -huh. getting paid. As, so, yes, I made maybe 125 there was a couple of years but sure. some of that was team manager money too gotcha. so gotcha. um but for the sake of, of of comparing to today in a way yeah it's a far cry from what these guys are getting today unless you're unless so. you're connor fields and you have a gold medal in your pocket correct and i think i think like uh, i'll throw out some numbers like purse when he was riding for redline and he was winning all those races i'm sure Knowing Gork, mm -hmm. he's a contingency-based person, a title contingency-based, or yeah. a, even a, so, I think he was killing. I think Dale mm -hmm. Holmes was a contingency-based person, so he was yeah. making a lot of money off GT or Free Agent or Nerve or whoever it sure. was. I think Kristoff was killing it in, in many subjects, especially with specialized. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think everybody had their things, you know mm -hmm. that they were good at so i i don't know how much the gary elson the danny nelson the charles townsend's but i'm assuming it's safe to say if you were mid-pack well let's just say that let's just say uh not not per just 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 pay yeah yeah around 100 somewhere around there. i would think under 100 maybe i that's just or you my put guess. winnings in with that uh, that's whole full 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 deal purse i mean it's purse contingency and salary those made are up your, the those rough are your three things. things yeah. Do you think nowadays people would, would I, flip if they could make that much? Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I don't know. And they're working so hard at yeah. it because they are doing sprints. They yeah. are in the gym yeah. all the time. They are trying to peak at a certain time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and they're it, making that it much It was less. like mid-2000s. I worked for Felt for a couple of years. So I know mm -hmm. what, like the poly... Polly Lang was a racer on the team, and then mm -hmm. Scotty Kramer. I know the difference of how much that Do Tour X Games yeah. pay was compared to the ABA circuit pay, and that's a um, good point because that was not that. Yeah, that that was uh, when uh, brands that had nothing to do with correct. bicycles. Correct. Correct. We're fully in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Gillette even, right? I mean, it was I mean, everything. All, I mean, Scotty Kramer was Tylenol and Axe body spray and weird one-off stuff. But I didn't you even could know those two. Yeah, he, he could, they were short window things, but like Axe body spray comes to the Scotty's agent and yeah. hey, we need to do this commercial, this one thing. And Scotty does a commercial and gets paid to have a sticker for the X Games, but they were big money deals um, mm-hmm. that a bike company can't touch. A bike, a frame bike company but again, it's a can't different touch, discipline. You know, yeah, yeah. And it's something that is probably more exciting on TV than watching. Correct. Than but watching if Tylenol can get a crazy. logo on ESPN on prime time, mm-hmm. that's just yeah. money. Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. So it shifted. So nowadays it shifted because I think there's more freestyle guys making old school mid nineties money yeah. than the racers are. And sure. I don't know the, the, the YouTube and Instagram mm-hmm. and oh my gosh. Whatever, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know those numbers. I don't know those mm-hmm. influencers, the value, sure. the different value of people or how healthy the bike industry is or right. I don't, I don't, I'd be guessing. Mm-hmm. I'd be guessing. That's fine. I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm mostly, I mean, the reason I bring it up is to get, to hopefully get people excited and say, okay, or, or at least at least educate people on, on what it was and why it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can understand that, okay, if you really want this to happen again, this is what has to happen. Yeah, and yeah. you really need to get non-bike industry corporations involved, yep. I think. Yeah. Um, or but it's interesting. somehow get bike sales to grow so that, let's say DK. DK mm-hmm. was paying Miranda and Wood decent money right mm-hmm. uh, sure really decent money and sure. i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know numbers but I, uh yeah. can they continue that now is there enough bike sales to support that i i, I don't yeah. know are there two are there more people in the game is the online thing changed the world i don't and you can't I'm base guessing. it on a COVID time period of running out exactly. of bikes exactly no and then now i've heard rumors that there's too many bikes are coming in now and there's a That's... couple companies with a lot of inventory and if People start cutting mm-hmm. prices, and that's just a bad. Yeah, talk to a couple people on this trip, and it's like, man, guys, don't start blowing stuff out already, and mm. it shows panic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then everyone stops. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. From and the it, felt days, I mean, margin it was, it was all about making us, yeah. you know, your annual margin, and if right, if you're blowing out bikes, or it's it's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a tough game. It's a tough game for sure. It is. That needs some commercial influence. It again, like it had in in the nineties. Uh, anyway, for, with you know, all starting with to me, all starting with Airwalk. Yeah, or I'm sorry, Schwinn. Yeah, um, I guess it started with Airwalk, but really, really ramped up. With but Schwinn. when the Schwinn could get the Toyotas or the Arizona Ice Teas or the Mike, and I mean, there was one point Schwinn were handing out Arizona Ice Teas and Mike and Ike candy and driving the Toyota RAV4 truck and yeah, yeah. it's just crazy yeah <laughs> it is it is man so I talked to you about this a, a little bit earlier today um, from from my view I felt like you and Brian rode as a team when needed to kind of get you both in the main because it seems like I'm not saying always, but enough times that it, it felt like you guys were riding as a team and it, it seemed to work. Yeah. And and maybe it worked 
in his favor at times because of you helping out. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about just taking people out. I mean, maybe it's a simple, a, a simple kind of, um, you know, basically parking someone at a turn. Yeah. It's not that you hit them, but you just, you yeah. rode up and kind of stopped them and yeah, took I, off. <laughs> I just think we, we knew each other well enough mm-hmm. that you have to, and you don't have seconds to decide oh. to make this decision, but yeah. Um, I was a diver. I was for sure a diver. I was a mm-hmm. come from behind diver. I was fifth mm-hmm. in the semi a lot. But if I'm fifth in a semi and I'm diving on somebody in fourth mm-hmm. or third, whatever, Brian yeah. knows that that's going to happen. So there's the high low. I just gave him the high low, right? Yeah, yeah. Or if I know what Brian's going to do here, so mm-hmm. I would maybe, okay, I don't go there because he's doing that. Like, yeah, so yeah. I don't think there was ever like, I'm going to do this because to help him or he's going to help me. I just think we knew each other enough mm-hmm. that we would read each other enough. I think one of the best ones was like a Roseville, California. Uh-huh. Maybe I, I do. I was always the guy on the inside diving. Right. Maybe it was like a purse or something like a dove on a purse. And then Brian high load, high load. And then that put purse because when you, you dove know, in the purse, Brian, Brian got high behind. load, high load, and it's just like all of a sudden the person goes from third to fifth, and then we just went from fourth and fifth to third and fourth, or, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. Um, but that happened a couple of times, yeah. and I remember that one in particular because it looked like it was so planned out, but it was just him seeing, oh, Alan's diving, so I'll just do whatever the opposite he's doing, you know? yeah, right. <laughs> And so you still had to fend for yourself, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. you still have a lot of track to go. Because yes, you were talking yeah. diving in the first yeah, turn. Yeah, yeah. Still have a lot to go. Yeah. But th- that's that's awesome. I, c- I could listen to stories like that about yeah. you know, semis, you know, semis it in particular awesome. when it's really on the line. Yeah, and I don't think yeah. we really ever played the third moto points game. Like, hey, yeah. you've got this point. You make sure you beat that guy. I don't have any memories of that. Yeah. I, it'd be cool to tell that story. But <laughs> That never really, right? We wanted to. We wanted to just do as the best we could. Right, right. <laughs> did you ever? <laughs> we'll start with Brian on this one. But did you guys ever go for moves that clearly took out each other? It to to make a mean. Maybe you, maybe that um, happened the other way. And there was like a point. one or two. Like you dumbass, would you do that for? Yeah, you know, that type. There was a. I do remember a couple, but it wasn't on a, on purpose thing. Um, and I. Not really on purpose, but but to try to get that last yeah, one. Yeah, dive in. yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter if it who it is. If you're in fourth, we're not talking supercross. Yeah, if you're or, in fourth and I'm in fifth, it doesn't matter who you no, are. Actually, we are talking <laughs> supercross yeah, LCQs. Last chance, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but you must have thought twice about it when it was. Yeah, him. I'm probably. I'm not going to love, but I didn't really. You never laid him out just for laid fun. anybody. I didn't. That wasn't the plan. Like I, right. I, you always give this excuse, but I never. The people that I had those big slams with, yeah, is when you're racing the other guy. You're racing the guy in fifth, and you're just trying to beat him in the turn. And that guy in third is just the sitting duck, and he just happens to be the guy in the turn. And then the door thinking he's safe, thinking he's safe, but I'm yeah. just trying to race the dude behind me. And right, then right. oh, oh crap. No, uh, okay, I'm under this guy now. Now he was over the berm, but that wasn't my intention. Right. I was just trying to beat the other dude to the train. Right. right. <laughs> That's great. Well, th- this, is, this is a good opportunity for me to, to ask the question. If I'm off on this one or am I on? 
Sorry, Tony Snaka, but take out Tony. <laughs> take out Tony. And, and really, take out Tony comes from, I believe I told you, um, from a race in Memphis where he got pushed off a turn. And he just rode, I want to say he had a DK guy. I'm trying to think who that would be. I can't remember. I, I do remember Tony. I'll call it. Be it was into first. the last. Year. So I saw Tony this summer or yeah, whatever yeah. a month ago. Sure. In in Florida, we hung out with him and his wife, and yeah. it was a good time. And the story with him is Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So we were both on Schwinn. Mm-hmm. He was driving the truck. So we're both on Schwinn, both same uniform, both same yeah. bike, everything. And he dove on me in a turn, and his fork leg hit my tibia, fibia, whatever that smaller bone is, and broke my leg. Like. I had to go to the Baton Rouge Hospital. Uh, I had to cast up to my knee for six weeks. Uh, and that was a big, like, I was a little bit later in the things. It took me a long time to heal from that. And, and you're on then, the same team. On the same team. <laughs> I asked him about it on this trip, and he didn't remember. <laughs> he didn't remember. <laughs> it might be time to replay the video that I've got. I'll, I may have to find it for you so, after after we're done. No, but I'll say, Tony, because we talked about it, like him and Carter had some battles before mm-hmm. somewhere, and... There's definitely some infield riding to blast the guy. And, and I don't but think Tony Carter. had a temper. He he definitely, yeah. definitely. And so if you wronged him somewhere on the track, he, he was, was going to get, get it back. back. He was going to get you back. Yeah, yeah. Even if it meant riding through the infield. <laughs> yes, yes. And to get to that last little turn before, like, yeah. it, was, it was like a... It was like a yeah. seventy foot. And he was fast. He was he was fast, so he could stick it in with the California pros. Is it possible that it was Barry? It, it, I don't. Remember. I, I I can't wait to find the video now. So I have to, <laughs> but it's on the phone that we're recording with, so that's gonna have to wait. But uh, all right, so there's something to the takeout, Tony. Yeah, yeah, he was aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. We'll call it. And he's not the only one. He's I mean, not it's, Barsha. It's, it's not Barsha. But he's, no, no, he's not. No, he's not. He wasn't hated like Barsha is for sure. <laughs> But I think I think he got a lot of respect. I think he's a good rider. I mean, yeah. look at what he did when he just picked up a bike and went to Rock Hill to qualify yep. for the Worlds, yep. and yep. it was 30 and over expert, was yep. it? I, I, I don't know what it was. I talked to him about that a little bit. Mm. But I remember this Florida. And he made the main. He made those Florida guys that could just speed jump that Orlando first jump or that Sarasota <laughs> first jump yeah. are just, those guys were good. Yeah. Uh, he was, so he's still, he's still. I Even rode with dabbling. him. He's I rode still... with Orlando. I, I when I was there, we did some laps around the oh, track together. Yeah, did you? He All was right. there that day that I rode Orlando track. And at this point, that's the new Orlando for you, right? It's you the had, new Orlando for me. Yeah, you didn't ride the. Uh, you the fair. I call it one. the fair one, and then the Barnett Park one. Oh, okay. But I don't know why. Which is, yeah. I explained in a post before, but mm-hmm. that Barnett Park one used to be just down a little bit, and uh-huh. that was my first pro race. Yeah. In fall of 88 oh okay and i just remember that humongous first stepped up jump that you mm-hmm. just jump and just not even touch the backside yeah and there was a couple of florida locals locals pulling from the bottom and just i think like like norman, Beltman style just like like, like norman vice sean newberry oh my god <laughs> all those guys just oh. smoking us yeah and we raced I think I raced B Pro. It was really small, like that fall time ABA race. So yeah. small ABA Florida would have been, you know, a small mo moto, sure. small small moto turnout. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to John Paul on that trip, uh-huh. on this trip, and he was yeah. he remembers Brian racing like Ricky Gilbert, and then like oh my maybe Kenny May in a trophy dash, and like oh god, was, yeah, Ugh. 
Jeez. They used to do trophy dashes, and I think Brian oh, had like man. a cat and mouse game. I think it was Kenny May. It was a free agent dude. Yeah. And they were like cat and mouse around the whole track. Like, because yeah. trophy dash was just the winner of mm-hmm. the classes. Yeah. So maybe it was combined, and I don't think everybody it was raced like 15 it. Fifteen and over, yeah, or something. So for whatever, it's just two guys. So two guys roll down the gate, and they're just kind of looking at each other, <laughs> rolling around the track, and then Brian pimps him in the last <laughs> turn and sprints to the finish line. <laughs> oh my god! I wish I, I wish we could have that stuff on video. I mean, just somebody I mean, probably does. They just have to go through the process and. First of all, converting, but just like, yeah. you know, playing it up. That would have been wheel power 89. Oh, you know, wow. You know? Wow. <laughs> Jeez. I don't, uh, yeah. What else you got, Jeff? No, I, I, I can cross it up. I haven't had to look at this at all because this, you're, you're really easy to talk to about this stuff. Um, so I, I would imagine um, Schwinn's the answer to this, but who's the... Who was the best sponsor ever? Or the best sponsor you ever had? Um, and maybe it's not just money. Maybe it's just like you had the most fun. I mean, just just quick recap. It went sure. Wheel power, you know, Elf, TNT, Airwalk, Airwalk Schwinn, and Free Agent. You know, it was out of those. Um, a lot of those stuff I was on my own in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, or. Uh, wheel power was obviously fun days like the owner of wheel power son used to drive us to had a van like a panel van mm-hmm. and he would he would drive so when we're you know 14 15 years old he would drive us to races uh-huh. so that was that was good memories sure but i mean sh- the schwinn the schwinn era i don't yeah. i don't that's by far would right. have to be the because if you can go to races with timmy and bogey and tony and matt and yeah all and, and and then you got like John Paul and uh, even some mountain bike guys would come in sometimes and yeah I mean John Salami would I, there's there was so much involved to just go to a race and have a trailer and have your little locker and yeah uh, that was wild. that was the good and they were all friends like we would, yeah. I, I, you mentioned before that we rode your your trails you know yeah yeah so yeah what other team would you that might I don't know if that was Saturday after the race or if it was, it was Sunday Saturday. after the race it was no Saturday. no it was, if we it were was if we were pros racing a Saturday national yeah and the whole team goes and rides trail Saturday yeah that doesn't happen anymore no <laughs> and it was crazy I mean I, I told you how crazy it was for us because yeah. you know you were heroes even though <laughs> we're almost the same age yeah. so you guys you had the dream team going yeah, yeah and then the dream team shows up at my house I'm like what the hell is going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, I don't even know if I rode that day. I, mean, I had to have ridden a little bit, but I was so busy just like, what the <laughs> hell's going to do? Trains with, yeah. With so that, that yeah. That, for sure that it would be the Schwinn cause, because yeah. of the money involved and mm-hmm. everybody, everybody on the team was getting food money and travel yeah. and everything taken care of. And, right. Uh, I can't believe I bought pizza for everyone that night. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We were all getting <laughs> you were thirty bucks a day food money. money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't buy pizza. That night. I know I didn't. I was too busy watching Q on my wall or up in my basement, make sure he wasn't taking any of my old <laughs> yeah, magazines. Because yeah. that dude, went, I think that was at the same time he was on Harrow at the time. No, was he on would have been on Park Pre or Trek. Oh, Park Pre then. Park Pre Trek. I think so I think Harrow was. I think I remember yeah. right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's funny. 
Um, yeah, I could see how that would be because that would never happen again. I mean, yeah. and I'm sure it wasn't the only time you did that where you just no, jumped no, off. No, I don't whether it was Saturday night or Sunday night or, or whatever it was, but I for sure remember doing that a couple of, and everybody on the team was they're good riders, you know. It wasn't just yeah. a it wasn't just a uh, a strong racer, a meathead racer. They were all right. Uh, we weren't resting or carbo loading or whatever we're supposed to be doing Saturday night. <laughs> right. No, definitely, definitely not. Oh man, that would, that was, those are were fun times. I'm yeah. sure. So Schwinn, Schwinn's the answer on that one. Yeah. Uh, I get, I'll just throw you an easy one while I look, while I look for some other questions I had for you. Um, did you ever, did you have a, a, a favorite track and a favorite race for you personally? Like your result wise, or not necessarily result wise, but favorite race and separately, <coughs> separately favorite track. So, I I would say there was like an ABA indoor, maybe Burbank ninety four ninety five, and it was like a the third straight had this cool rhythm that I had a good line in. Maybe it was like a jump over step up or step up over roller or something that I really liked and the last straight had a pro double two pro doubles in it so your legs are on fire coming out of the last turn yeah um, and a lot of people would, would back off and not jump it so um, I think I got a second or a third or something but that was the purse and Brian battle so that would have been it would have been 95 because that's when Brian and purse and Ellis were fighting for the title and Brian and John were taking each other out and Gary won that day um, from and, the stands. And I, no, 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 no. That, Not that that's year. when he he actually won that Burbank oh, okay. race. And I remember somebody yelling at Greg Hill, yelling at John Purse, going, "Dude, you guys got to stop effing with each other. You know, you're going to give this to Gary." Um, so yeah, I, I I remember that one specifically. But that was when <laughs> John was in his in his in his. Had a hot temper mode, and yeah. but that, that, anyway, back to the question. That track yeah. I really liked, but I think a yeah. lot of it has to do with how you did on a track. You sure. know, I used to really like Phoenix. That was a smooth, fast kind of fun track, but it was mm -hmm. terrible to race. I did terrible all the time, yeah, because it was, there was no passing. But man, right. railing some of those tracks yeah. where that track director or whoever their track crew, they just had it dialed so you could just uh -huh. rail every turn so fast. But, yeah. On the other side, you get out in fifth place and you right. stay in fifth place yeah. because the four dudes in front of you are railing all the turns too. Right. Um, so people people always say Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. but I, I wasn't a super fan of Pittsburgh. It's kind of yeah. had that uphill, almost first straight, the bottom of the starting hill. It was long and yeah, flat. I didn't do that well long there. Or you'd, you'd, I'd always dive in the first turn, but then get mm -hmm. parked in the second turn. Or Yeah. Uh, Evansville was super fun because I loved those step ups that you could over jump. Oh yeah, yeah. The one yeah. before the S turns, yep. and then the one after the S turns. Yeah, I yeah. used to love those over jumping those things. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a lot of passing there either. But that was a super short first straight, so yeah. gate position was huge oh, there. Oh man, yeah. Um, but if you could over jump that step up going in the last turn or rail the last turn, you mm -hmm. could always pick off one or two people down the last straight. I swear half the people didn't know where the finish line was. Because there. it dog legged, right? It dog legged, yeah. so yeah. you could always kinda of bump jump that inside step yes. up and sneak someone on the yeah. inside. <laughs> yeah. I have videos yeah. of that. Yeah. It's so I used to like it. I uh, that was a fun track. And we did a Jerry Landrum clinic there one time uh -huh. and we stayed at 
see at dorms or I don't know where we stayed, but it was a week long clinic. Mm-hmm. And I remember Sanaka and Timmy, maybe Brian and or Neil came in, maybe Robbie, yeah. and we did clinics for the week. So we got to ride that track the yeah. whole week, and that was that was fun times. You're right. That was a fun track to ride, but but not yeah not the best track to race. But. Yeah. So it's hard. Those little shitty ABA Pine Bluff Arkansas Wichita Kansas I would do good at but the tracks were terrible they were all indoor right yeah mushy mushy dirt yeah yeah um did you go to rally that year in the 80s I did I did go there and it was I mean that was wheel power days visible in the pictures visible mud yeah that was wheel power days but not 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 like puddle mud that was just like marshmallow I mean just yeah yeah that was terrible though Terrible track. I don't oh, remember, but that was early. That was early. That was yeah. what, what year do you think that was? Uh, 80s for sure, but I think it was like 86, 87. Yeah, that makes sense. That would make sense. Right around there. Yeah, 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 that would make sense. Yeah, it that was a tough one, but you know, sometimes people will will complain about some indoor track. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah, and I'm not trying to sound like the old man in the rocking chair. You know, ah, yeah. it was so much harder when I was a kid. They just the race was on. You just had to deal yep, with it. Yep. You know, yep. it's the weather's the, the weather, dirt, and yeah, the dirt wasn't stored well. It was just it is what it, it is. Yep. So yep. It sucked, but they didn't cancel the race. <laughs> you know, and you still had whatever money or points or right. But some of the then you'd make those races the fun races yeah. where you go bowling afterwards, or you yeah. go, yeah. you know, maybe have a couple of drinks at dinner or whatever. Sure. You know, yeah. But if you're in hotel and rent a car and having fun with your friends because that's kind of weird that you know you you travel the country with these mm-hmm. your group of peers yeah let's say 20 weekends a year you see mm-hmm. the danny nelsons and matt haydens and all these people yeah. that you become friends with them obviously and then it just one day you're no longer traveling the races and then you don't see that guy for 30 years you yeah. know that's crazy how the how the sport works well, like that but i mean i did you know, we we had talked about this earlier, so I, I jotted this down. But um, this is this is a pretty big subject, and it, uh, we were talking about the transition from life as a pro, where you don't even have to buy a t-shirt yep. or yep. shoes, yep. and then all of a sudden you're now you're paying retail for yeah. a shirt at the yeah, van store, exactly, exactly. Or so, maybe you're getting something for your kid, yeah. And it's normally you'd be like, "Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> I need some stuff for my daughter." Yeah. Can yep. you send? Oh yeah, it'll be there tomorrow. Yep. You know. So, so anyway, I think that's a not talked about subject enough, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yes. And the psychological it, component is what correct, I and whether it on. drugs or alcohol or whatever becomes involved, or you know depression i mean it can get it can really serious Mm -hmm. um but i think that's a hard transition so um not that young pros are listening to this to try to get advice but whenever that transfer happens when you go from that pro that everybody wants to know what you're doing what you're doing what you're doing and how can i help you to make your life better to go from they don't give a rat's ass about mm-hmm. you. Obviously, you have friends and sure. like that, but um, it's a transition. Like you joked about the T-shirt, like yeah, you know, you'd get boxes and boxes of stuff, and then hey, I, whatever, I ripped my tire, I got to go buy a new tire, and you're straight up paying retail. It's 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 a step that you need to need to adjust to. 
you um, prepare for or whatever it was a plane ticket a hotel racer yeah you know even in my like you know f- uh free agent days free agent ended i started working at felt you know i'm working at felt and we get some new t-shirts in and i think i'm gonna okay i'll grab a t-shirt and the owner's like i can't give every single employee a t-shirt or a new sweatshirt you <laughs> right. know so i'm laughing I, but I it's can't, true i, I mean, can't give one to you and i'm like what do you mean you can I work for you. You can't give me yeah, a yeah. t-shirt? Like, right. <laughs> because he has to sell four more t-shirts to yeah, cover what ex- he lost by giving exactly, you one. Exactly, exactly. So it just, yeah. that transition. And then I think any, not any top, most, a lot of top athletes are pretty selfish. You have mm-hmm. to be selfish to be, it's all about you. You're doing, whether it's your family or whatever, it's like you, you're eat you're, Eating schedule is most important. Your your sleeping schedule is most important. Your travel, everything's about you to so that you can be the best athlete you can be. Mm-hmm. But now you're not that athlete anymore. So you have to, you have to share with other people. Or mm-hmm. uh, I joke with my wife all the time about the POW house. Uh-huh. You're living with ten guys, ten roommates. Like right. that's my milk. Like yeah. that's my loaf of bread. That's my peanut butter. It's got my initials on it. Like, <laughs> like and then you move in, you Which get married doesn't... and you move in and you're like, you start hey, initialing your peanut your butter fingers, home. Get your fingers off my peanut butter. You know? <laughs> so there's those little things that, that transition. And I think I really, really think a lot of people, the top, especially the big guys, because yeah. of whatever I mean, the big guys that are making 200, 300 grand a year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you don't renew your contract mm. with well, f- f- like your bike company. And then the next year your clothing company doesn't resign. The next year your parts company doesn't. And then you're yeah. like, oh, shit, yeah. I got to go work. For, I got to go work now. And wait a minute. I'm just being treated as a slave now. I'm not. Right. You right. guys aren't kissing my ass to come here to work every day, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so it's a it's a hard transition that I, I don't only think work enough. till two. I don't yeah, work till yeah, five, exactly. <laughs> or like you got to take your day. Hey, I want to go to whatever. I want to go to Caddy Nine the next week. Well, yeah. no, you got to put in a, a request for vacation. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm going. <laughs> you know. So I really don't think that's talked about. I think a yeah, lot of people yeah. struggle with that and. Mm. I think having a good partner and good social base or friend sure. base. And so I happen to be fortunate and I fell into a felt bicycles thing at the end. So it kind of, it, it was a slower transition. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with Thank all the travel is still going yeah. to some events, but just, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not the reason why anymore. Right. Right. And there can't be, I, I, not, not to minimize the importance of this, but, um, there's not that many racers now that are that are living off it to the point where when it gets pulled, it's going to change their lives as much. So yeah. it does seem like that era, as great as it was, maybe that was the it that's, caused some problems. That's the it, part that it caused some problems, and then and then the people that try to milk it too long. Like I honestly think that I milked my career a little bit too long. Yeah. Like the last year that I raced, I was barely making a main. You know what, what was the last year you raced? And this was on free agent, right? That would have been 2002. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, 2002. 
2002 and I barely made any mains. I mean, I, I think I even rented a motor. That's funny. I'm on the cross country trip now, but I rented yeah. a motor home and drove across the country and went to, was it 2001, 2001, 2002. And I wasn't making many mains at all. And I, I thought I was thir- training and I was doing and You were vet pro age. Yeah, correct. correct. I was 30, 31, 32. Yeah. Um, so looking back at it now, mm-hmm. I, I think I should have pulled the plug a year earlier. Um, uh-huh. But then looking at it then, mm-hmm. I had built enough of a name that I was still getting paid pretty well. Yeah. So yeah. you can't let that bother you too much. Okay, I got another fifth in a semi or I got motored again, but I still made $95,000 a year. Yeah, you know? right. So, right. so yeah. what's my alternative? Do mm-hmm. I go at the time felt wasn't do I go back and work at the bike shop and make 40 grand a year you know so right. what do you do yeah what can you do what, what yeah. can you do? so it's right. it's a hard it's a hard transition so if you lose your sponsor you try to milk it longer mm-hmm. and then it doesn't work out and then that kind of depresses you even more right so I was lucky to get out uh it was, it was a pretty clean cut sure but there are a lot of people that lose their big sponsors and try to continue on out of pocket a little bit more yeah, yeah. a little bit more yeah um yeah and p- some people can pull it off some people can pull it off but like yeah. uh we're both motocross fans like watching chad reed you know yeah uh you know hit all those last chance qualifiers it's kind of painful to watch like it old is. guy like what are you still in there for yeah but I, he was probably still making good money yeah so yeah and he's still popular and he's still yeah. doing his thing so maybe it's not the wrong thing it's just hard to see hard to see that old guy struggling and still yeah. trying to I think you probably look definitely look at it through a different lens since yeah. since you actually went through it yourself but I think people were probably you, you you were still at that point where there was still people from that era that were still going that were still racing yeah. and maybe they never turned pro yeah. but they still enjoyed watching you and having you out there. and that's what I would hope to believe I would hope to believe but just in your head but the free agent wouldn't have paid you, and, and all yeah. the contingency companies wouldn't have paid you yeah. unless people wanted to see you. So you find your you find your spot. I'll I'll use the example of the when I was doing all the do tours with Scotty. Uh-huh. Brian was doing those contests, and he wasn't doing the flip triple whips, and he wasn't doing the stuff that the uh-huh. Ryan Gutlers and the Scotty Kramers and the Dave Mears were doing. Nyquist was doing right. But he would rip around the park and carve out all the walls and do yeah. a turn down and, and uh, uh-huh. but he would get ninth place, you know. Yeah. But there were a lot of people that enjoyed that. You yeah. Know, that enjoyed watching it sure. and respected it and and so. But on paper, if you're trying to impress Tylenol or Schwinn or yeah. the, the 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 I'll call the corporate people. Sure. It doesn't make sense. Well, what's his worth out there? What's his worth out there? I remember even you'd you know you'd be in the little staging area, and mm-hmm. uh, I won't name names, but they say, "Well, why the fuck is he doing out there, man? He's just carving around doing things." But mm-hmm. that was good looking stuff, you know. Yeah. So that was good looking stuff, and there was a different following. It's not the double whip guy. It's uh-huh. not the thing, but it's the we'll call it flow trail, you know. So. So it's different. You find your place in your thing. But when you're in it, going back to the free agent thing, I sure. think I milked that a little bit longer. 
because I shouldn't be of getting paid what I was getting paid to get motoed. Right. Um, so looking back on it, that was hard to swallow. Yeah. Um, but in the end, it's it's all yeah. It, it's it's all. it sounds like the crossover from being a result based rider to being yeah. a rider that's that's there to entertain basically. Yeah. Yeah, I can talk to the kids. I can talk mm. to the parents. I can talk to the bike shop owner. I can talk to the yeah, and have an intellectual conversation with them, mm. and that may be more value than a Charles Townsend getting a third. Maybe that's more value. I I, I don't I, I don't know nothing against know. Charles Townsend. Yeah, but yeah. Not not in my in my opinion. I hate even saying this because it yeah. sounds so mean, but. That wasn't it's, a stab on Charles at all. That no, was, no, yeah, I'm about yeah, to stab yeah. him. And okay. I don't mean to, but yeah. I'm going to stab him. It, yeah. It, not as marketable. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. You could be on Robinson. You can win world titles. Yeah. But he was a power rider. Yeah. It wasn't as exciting. Most of us were rooting yeah. for the guy that, that could you were that also were a beauty you, to watch. I'm going to call you a New England trail rider. Yeah. That's I'm going to put you in the label. <laughs> right? Right. And there might be the uh-huh. strong first straight rider yeah. that thought Charles was the bomb and the Foster brothers, what the hell are those guys doing Correct. out there? You know? So it's, I think it's everybody finds their place yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and everybody has their fan and that's why there's sports yeah. and that's why you like whatever team and don't like whatever team sure. or whatever. Yeah. Right. And stick in ball sports. Yeah, exactly. So, well, uh, I feel like you're more of an asshole because you turned this into something positive with Charles Townsend and all I have is negative. Damn it. Let me think of someone else. <laughs> Let me think of someone else that, that was easy to, to that you fit. just want them to get beat. Yes. You know? No, yeah. actually, I mean, it, it, to, to us in that area, it, you're right. Northeast Trail guys would really, Lean, really appreciate yeah. a stylish rider. Yeah, yeah. Someone that would just go over. That that was scrubbing a jump yeah. before no one even knew what scrubbing was. Yeah, you know, yeah, and now there's yeah. a poster of your brother scrubbing at, at uh, Caddy, I think it yeah, is. Yeah. That Rob Delecky took, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Just such an amazing picture. But and actually, one of my friends sent me a picture of Todd Slavic scrubbing uh, years yeah, ago when yeah. he was on MH. Good style. And but that type of stuff, it, you you look for it, you watch yeah. it, like Ronnie Gaska. Yeah, oh, I was man, actually like, just think. so. Yeah. So smooth, so good, but still fast. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing with your brother too. I I believe, and maybe why still today people, it, it's unbelievable what he still does when he rides. But just how smooth and stylish he is, it just yeah. I don't and know. the small details of the there was a good video I think Brian may have posted it of mm-hmm. South Park going in the first turn. He kind of cheat cheater scrubs the first jump on the gate one and yeah, Stumphauser yeah. just launches it you know launches it flat because he was going faster yeah and brian sneaks him on the inside mm-hmm. you know just those little small details yeah. that i don't know who caught that on video but uh-huh. i think that might have been a tv thing yeah, yeah um but those little 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 tricks that you can yeah. do yeah and that i i think the east coast mm-hmm. new england scene seemed to see that stuff more than you know yeah yeah definitely yeah Definitely. More than saying I'm not going to stab, but some of the like the Midwest, uh, I'll do it. Uh, no, like the <laughs> the Jason Richardson, no, Steve Veltman, yeah, uh, Danny Nelson, that crew. They would yes. always say the talk about oh, I can't wait for Phoenix. I can't wait so we can open up. I can't wait for we can outdoor season starts, and that's when the real season starts. 
when I'm like, dude, give me these shitball pine ball off Arkansas yeah. races. Yeah. Because that's where I'm, I'm going to get my points <laughs> and have fun at. And Phoenix, I'm not going to like because no. I'm going to get smoked. Or water for Oaks. Or water for Oaks. Those, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, so it's just everybody has, everybody has their spot. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you put Richardson or Danny Nelson on a sprint first straight, those yeah. dudes could light it up. Mm-hmm. Light it and, up. And those are guys that did really awesome at that world championship. Yep, yep, yep. That's, you know, uh, that's 94. Your one Jason one. Yep. Yeah. Those, 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 those yeah. are the two pro. Yeah, yeah you're Wow. That was, the, I knew Jason, but I forgot that Danny won. Danny won, yeah. Because they, that, that was like a crash filled main, right? Or was I that, think it was, was the semis. The semis, I think there were some crashes, but mm-hmm. that was like a. a no, no. Was that the year that Christoph hole shotted and kind of got parked in the first turn? I, I think and so. And then Danny was winning, and then Hayden almost snuck him in the last turn. Could have, but yeah, it might have yeah, cut yeah. the track a little bit. Right. Um, right. But there yeah, a- there was something in the. Se- but that was like, you know, that's yeah. when we had. Three thirty seconds or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not three thirty seconds, thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was hard, yeah. hard to get through. I mean, to make that main was a yeah. whole just oh. a thing as it was. And there was a lot of passing to do there, even though it was a long first rate. But it, it was t- still a lot tiny of tiny first turn, tiny yes. first turn. Yeah. yeah. So if you could get through that first turn, right? Uh, At the speed you're going, because yeah, it's so yeah, flat and long, yeah, yeah. man. And you had to pull up hard for the first for that jump. First jump. Oh, yeah, yeah. That Jeez. was a far distance from the bottom of the hill to the first jump. It it was <laughs> it was. My worst my worst tracks are always tracks like that. They're just long and flat or barely, you know, somewhat uphill. Even. Yeah. But anyway, um yeah, so well, I'm glad we got to talk about that because I I don't care what sport, uh it it's gotta be difficult for guys like you and, and, and other pros. And it seems like, and, and Brian essentially did this, uh, you know, he used whatever money he could on education, right? So he could build a, a post riding yep, yep, career, yep. maybe different time frames and all, but same idea where you, it's not, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were using some of your money to start building a future in, we'll say real estate. Uh, building the business, the preschool. It, did some of the money used to to get that going come from you being a, a little wiser with your money when you started to taper down? I think I think so. I think as BMX ended, no, no, no I, I know so. As BMX ended, I was married to a girl, Christiani, mm-hmm. and she was looking to get into preschool, ready for the next step. She was a assistant teacher, a teacher, a director, you know, mm-hmm. the next step would have been owner. And she is very aggressive, I will say, in business ventures. And she wanted to buy this preschool, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought she was crazy, absolutely crazy to do yeah. this. And um, so, yeah, BMX money is what funded that. Um, uh-huh. I It's funny. Uh, this is maybe not be funny, but it is. But... When I was a racer, my tax guy said, you need to, you need to be an LLC, you know? Mm-hmm. So I made Foster Sports LLC. So yeah. Foster, all the companies, all my sponsors paid Foster Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Foster Sports paid Alan yeah, yeah, a salary. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of how I did the tax game. Sure. And then, so 
this preschool came around. So Foster Sports bought the preschool. So uh, still today, yeah. all of the preschool teachers' checks say Foster Sports. <laughs> <laughs> like our tax reports that were known by California as Foster Sports yeah. doing business as Edgewater Preschool. <laughs> yeah. It's not, wow, you got an LLC and a DBA and all kinds <laughs> yeah, of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, Holy yeah. cow. So wow. we always have to explain that when you're yeah. doing an application or whatever. Like, Foster Sports, where did that come from? Yeah. I was like, yeah, you don't even want to know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. But yeah, that that's what grew into sure. the preschools. Yeah. And then even the, the proper, we have a, a couple of rental properties. Mm-hmm. And that's just from my wife being very aggressive. When you mm-hmm. we are moving, upgrading from one house to the next house, I normal person would say sell your house right sell your house and buy the new house right no keep the old house rent it buy the new house yeah and pay for the new house with rent rent money and then and then it just escalates and escalates Uh and escalates from there and then you have several properties and and then you're taking the summer off and driving around the country. And then we're taking the summer off and driving around the country. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure there's your financial, uh, um, you know, pains in that. And, and I'm sure, but you weighed it out and yep. decided it was it was worth it the was risk. Worth what are you talking about? The trip? The trip. The yeah, trip, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the whole, the whole yeah. we downsized our house and then rented mm-hmm. our other house. And the money we're making difference in rent or mm-hmm. uh, it, it all, it, it does all help and gas sure. prices aren't helping and no. a lot of things aren't helping mm-hmm. but i knew that going in yeah um yeah uh, i didn't think they would be as high as prices they are now but <laughs> it's lower than california it's like a dollar less in california uh, so yeah so yeah i try uh, and i yeah. really i really really try not to look at it and just and just yeah. fill it up but at seven miles per gallon that's doesn't <laughs> you just don't look at it don't look wow. at it <laughs> yeah absolutely not because you're, you're you're towing a car you got a motorcycle in the front and I don't know how loaded the RV is because I yeah. can't imagine you packed heavy, obviously, because talking about just hitting the laundry enough and everything. Yeah, enough, yeah, enough for everything. But I have a mountain bike, BMX bike, two city bikes, motorcycle. Right, right. Um, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good playground. It's a pretty mm-hmm. good playground of, of stuff. What happened that made you actually? So I think stop if, that. If I remember you know, right, it. it was free agent. I did a two year and mm-hmm. then maybe another two year. Uh huh, and then now they were bought out. This is after Yvonne Shoup and all that, right? That's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This the, is way after the Shea family, and okay. actually KHS was the company, oh. and their BMX brand was Free Agent. Oh wow! And they have a distrib- they were they're a distributor too, so they're a they're a legit business. Um, the same KHS that the same from KHS. Our youth, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, that KHS mm-hmm. bought Free Agent and ran that Turnell Henry took back our then. Was Turnell the... Henry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't think. Was the Dale Holmes, Kyle Bennett stuff? I think I was basically replaced by that crew, um, and then they went on to become even stronger. Um, but I think it was yeah, just hey, we're not going to resign, and then it just happened to be okay. I'll just do the Airwalk thing, and mm-hmm. that would be good. And then that's when Airwalk was kind of going belly up. Okay. Um, and then kind of right around that time, I got the random phone call. Hey, there's a bike company in Huntington Beach that wants a part-time BMX guy to help them start a BMX team, and that was okay. felt. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of so I even my last couple races I actually rode for felt. I used rode a felt frame and uh-huh. uh, like a Thor uniform with a little felt logo on it, ironed yeah. on logo, and that was the 
so that was that was same thing, an easy transition because I sure. wasn't getting paid as a right. racer for felt. Right. Um, right. I was getting paid as a team manager. You were still um, buying your T-shirts from felt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so being paid as a team manager. So yeah, yeah. Maybe in my head, oh, felt sending me to the race here yeah. so I can race this weekend. But really, they're sending me as the yeah. team manager. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but I'm racing. I'm, I'm trying to race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yes. so that I think that that helped with my transition. Um, so those be, things happening kind of all. At, yeah, because they once. did do one or two ads with me, mm -hmm. um, but it was you know Polly Lang and Scotty Kramer were the focus of the new felt, you know, yeah, or the, the starting of felt, right? Um, and then, uh, if you want to answer the question about when did you stop and why. Uh, I don't know if this makes any sense to anybody who's a parent, but I had one child. Yeah. And you don't sleep for like the first three months after <laughs> right. your child was born. Right. And no one told me that. <laughs> right. Um, so I went through that, but it was still trying to train and still trying to race. And then child number two comes. I'm like, no, I'm going to be smart this time. I'm going to take off three months. I'm not going to race. She was born in December. I'm not going to race for three months. And then I'm going to come back. How many years apart? Two and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you were free agent at the time your first daughter free, was yep, born. Yep, she lived through most of the free agent time. Okay. Um, so right. then round number two, I was like, oh, I'm going to take three months off. Yeah, I'm going to take three months off and then get back into it. And I could just never get back into it. I had this little oh. sprint spot in front of my house that, I, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to do sprints. I'm going to do this. And I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. You had to go do... 10 sprints or 12 sprints, whatever you were going to do. Right. And I do two. I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> so then being a parent, trying, I could just never get back into it. So there's a couple things that happened like racing wise where like that was when Donnie Robinson and Mike Day and Kyle were kind of the new guys it's, coming up. And so now at this point, Donnie is actually normal size. He was still pretty little. Was he? Okay. he might have still ran a little power like cars no. in the okay. uni seat. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So he probably was a small. Yeah. So he was but, the wicked. But small. he was double A. He was double A, and he was yeah. legit. Um, but oh, it was Bubba Harris, Donnie Robinson, and Mike Day. Uh huh. And Donnie and Bubba would just dive on me, and Mike Day would high low me. I can't and I'd be like, against these kids that were so like, much younger than you. I used back to be that too. guy. I used yeah. to be that guy, right? Yeah. And they're just hungrier than I am. And then if you go into the turn and whatever, Donnie dives on you and rides you high or whatever, and then yeah. he dives on somebody else the next turn and he gets somebody else down the last straight, it's like, dude, he just got second that lap and I just got sixth, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Because he rode like I used to ride, uh -huh. you know, or then I went somewhere and like went somewhere like I got out in fifth and mm -hmm. I just stayed in fifth. Just right. I rode a good lap, but right. that's what it was. I did. Yeah. How come I didn't pass that dude in front of me? Well, right. I couldn't. Uh, so then that's just what it became. And mm -hmm. so that so the combination of those to the the not motivation to go train yeah. not motivation to do that stuff yeah and then i hired a trainer even to try to save it like yeah. oh i'm gonna hire a trainer and he's gonna train me and tell me what to do and yeah. all this yeah. kind of stuff yeah. the, the ladies are back they, they, they are <laughs> hello how are you their timing is good pretty much pretty much so we were talking about 
the the signs that it was time. Yeah. That, and it, when you add everything together, it was time. But I really like what you said about the kids. In our case, the child was was exactly yeah. like you. Does matter. And, the, and that's child. not a negative. That's, that's, not, the that's not a negative. It's just a change, and that's. We were talking about that transition, so it turned into felt, um, and it still blows my mind that you were you had so much to do with Scotty Kramer, because most people that were BMX racing pros, I could never imagine would be part of managing a a freestyle. Yep. Now an icon. And that came from Airwalk maybe days a little bit. So uh-huh. I kind of knew a lot of people in that scene. Yeah. And then um, I was just straight hired by Felt to, hey, go pick up a team. Yeah. Okay. And TJ Johnson helped me find Poi Lang on the racer uh-huh. side. That was easy. Yeah. You know, that was easy. And then, okay, the freestyle side, I don't know anything, but. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what do we got to do to get somebody? I said, okay, I got to fly to some of the contests too. So I flew to Toronto, Canada, and watched a Metro Jam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm friends with the Van Homans and the ex Airwalk sure. guys. And then they're oh, like, oh, right, there's this right. kid. There's this kid from New Jersey. He's yeah. 16. And, he's a, yeah. and he killed it at that Metro Jam. That was kind of his coming out party a little bit. Yeah. And then I did the whole business, met his dad and hand him a business card hey give me a call I think he kind of blew me off yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe a month or two later we're at Roots Jam and mm-hmm. he same thing kills it again doing yeah. a lot of unheard of things and wasn't sponsored yet they were he still was under out. UGP okay and I think riding an Eastern okay um, I don't know what he was getting at that time and it's yeah, always yeah. kind of like okay here's an opportunity we can pay travel we can do this we can do this you know, hadn't even gotten those conversations, but he hadn't heard of Felt. Nobody had heard of Felt. Hey, it's this new company. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he knew who Brian or I was, or right. I, I wasn't really playing that card. I was sure. just like, hey, I'm, I'm interested. Your boy's good. You know, talking to the dad, and mm-hmm. Scotty was pretty shy at that time. Sure. Um, and then that kind of turned into it, and it kind of evolved a little bit. Haro was involved, I think, a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and we gave him an offer and he finally accepted and felt really didn't have that good of a bike at the time mm-hmm. we were trying and so he i think he ran the frame but that's pretty much it and yeah. then over time we got a little more parts and mm-hmm. but that was a fun it was fun time because yeah. he was now he's young so he's let's say 17 yeah, sure. and he can't and his parents can't go to all the do tours we're doing do tours and there were some other tv events uh-huh. and then um it was cool. I'd go to the race and yeah. make sure he had air in his tires and make sure he was had extra parts and kind of try to guide him a little bit. But sure. he knew. He knew his runs. And yeah. his brother would come sometimes. He'd ask a little bit of pointers like, right. hey, is that? And I'd be like, ah, yeah. your turn down's a little stinky over there. Don't I, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. But yeah. he was always, a trick count was a big thing with him. But obviously, he was a talented rider. Oh, my gosh, I mean, yeah. The stuff in the parking lot, like just you'd be at the hotel and he'd put together his bike and he's hop around on curbs and whipping off at something and and just like like this kid's good. <laughs> like yeah. this kid's has so much bike control. And then we did some video stuff with him, uh, you know, old friend Mark Losey, who I worked oh, with yeah. BMX Plus a lot. And yeah. Him and I talked and kind of brainstormed an idea like, hey, we'll pay you this much and let's do these video trips. Right. And then we did these video trips and he would edit these, you know, 
one minute long, two minute long videos. And they were in that time, they were eye opening. Mm -hmm. I mean, to some of the, some of the stuff that he was doing, sure. they were done in like an afternoon. I yeah. mean, it wasn't like someone's sure. Uh, a section, a fit section or an odyssey section yeah, or yeah. any section, you know, a video part. Mm -hmm. It was, they were just the afternoons. Right. And it, I don't want to say it was the beginning of the web videos, but it was in the early stages of the web videos because they weren't put uh -huh. in a, on a DVD. They were put on YouTube or Vimeo or whatever it was at the time. And in the early 2000s? You no, know, like 2005. Oh, okay. 2005, 2006, I think, if yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, and then Felt started advertising magazines and he could mm -hmm. do sequence we'd always had to do spreads because he would do these sequence oh. type things. So yeah. Delecky would shoot some stuff. Lucy yeah. would shoot some stuff. The, the type um, of tricks that you can't, you can't just show in one picture, you know? Right. And that was a right. new era of writing, you know? Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of, uh, whether the foam pit stuff is looking sure. at as negative thing, but that, that he, he was bringing a lot to the game at that time. And he yeah. was, he was a good looking kid. And then he's got, He's got an agent, and he's getting the foxes and the Tylenols and the bigger deals. So yeah. then it was becoming, and then he gets the next Games World Medals, and he was yeah. put against Dave Mira, and mm -hmm. you know, it was X Games Do Tour, and there was other like I don't know, if it was not Panasonic, but there was another little TV series. Um, so he was coming out, and when he would come out to California, we'd uh -huh. hop in a car and pick up my truck, and I'd go, you know, be a team manager and babysit sure. him as best I could and right. make sure he had the right stickers on, make sure he had the right t-shirt on, make sure he was doing the right thing and right. be there for him if he ever got hurt, if right. he ever, you know, had a flat tire, if he ever bent yeah. his bars or, you know, yeah. Yeah. and I had no problem doing that. No yeah. problem doing that. Mm -hmm. But I was still getting my hotels, airfare, food yeah. money paid for. Right. So it, it was a good transition. I thought sure. that felt thing was a good transition. Yeah. And then... Yeah. As that grew and grew and grew, you're going to the events, you're seeing what the scene's doing. Mm -hmm. The product side of felt needed help yeah. um, with that kind of stuff. So I kind of got sucked into the product side. Mm -hmm. um, and then Scotty now is 18 and old enough to do it. Scotty wrote for felt for like nine, nine years, I think. Nine years? Yeah. Oh, um, I had no idea. Which is a long-term thing. And that's yeah. when he was getting big. He was getting paid quite a bit of money. There were some horror bidding wars at one time, and there was, you know, wow. and Felt was losing, because in the beginning he was Felt, you know, Felt yeah. t-shirt, Felt everything, but now mm -hmm. he's got a monster helmet, and he's got a fox t-shirt, and he's right. got, you know, Van shoes, and he's got, got but you. now Van's helping out with some travel, Fox is helping out with some travel, and yeah, um, he was getting TV commercials on Axe, Axe body spray, and yeah, Tylenol's yeah. doing some little Gosh. thing with them, and so it, Felt That's was so crazy able to take yeah. advantage of that type of stuff. So I looked right. like a genius, I felt, for picking up this kid. <laughs> but it was, it yeah. was Scotty did this. Scotty did what Scotty did, you know. It sounds like you probably helped each other because that, I'm sure that helped yeah. help yeah. them so, also. Yep. When you add them all together, mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. it would have been like your deal when you were a pro. Yep. You add them yep. all together. Yep. add them all together and it, yep. it adds up and yeah, it was good. So, Jeez, how many people think that one sponsor is the answer that like you're, it's all going to come from one no nope. uh, they all grow off each other and it really helps because if yeah. Fox doing a two page spread Vans doing a two page spread Felt's yeah. doing a one page yeah. you know it, it all comes together to they all benefit each other and you if know? you well I, yeah and actually those are ad, ads but yeah. if he 
if he was in the magazine also, yep, yep, you got yep, you got money yep, for that, right? Yep, if you had a full yep. page or a cover, yep, right, or, yep. or whatever he so had. I don't know if I helped him as far as what stickers to run or what companies to talk to or not talk to or like the whole UGP transfer to Fox like that was mm -hmm. kind of a hard because he liked UGP I liked UGP and we yeah. liked Ron Bonner right Fox is just offering so much and you've yeah. got an agent involved and they're they're throwing about around a big numbers and what's the yeah. best thing what's the best thing for your career what's yeah. the best thing for you right now what's the best thing for yeah you know it's hard yeah. to and I don't know I don't like I would say you helped. I, I, I mean, if you think about it, all the experience you had, you with all the Schwinn stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll just say Schwinn stuff alone. Yeah. You had bona fide, yeah. you know, a, a bona fide resume that yeah. you that you could basically tell his father, "Hey, I've been through all this on the racing side when the money was big." Yeah, yeah. It's no different. Yeah. It's the same deal. <laughs> it's the same deal. You know, so I would think you helped. But then I talked like Brian. I talked about this in BF. It, mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of people have seen that. Yeah. I would have given him different advice. I wouldn't have said to quit Schwinn and go to Fit. I wouldn't mm -hmm. have said do that. But he did it, and it worked. Yeah. Way yeah. better. He made the right move. Yeah. So even though I thought I was the right, I, I had it all figured out. But for Van, you said. Brian. Oh, like, for Brian. Like, like, like Brian. Oh, when he went, oh, I Brian forgot. quit yeah, Schwinn yeah, yeah. to ride for Robbie's yeah. and Moeller's little right, startup project. Right. Oh, I forgot. And that. I'm like, what the hell are you doing that for? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. That's a dumb move. You're getting yeah. paid all this money for Schwinn. Yeah. But Brian saw the writing on the wall more than I did. And within yeah. a year, Schwinn was belly up and mm -hmm. he and Fit yeah. was blowing up. So he made the right move. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But if that. you're a business person trying to make the decision at that time, what was the best choice? Right. He made the right choice. You know? Yeah. To get inside of what exactly was going on with all this, because this is stuff that obviously most people wouldn't have known because we see the surface. We yeah. see the magazine. Yeah. We see the video. We, you know, That's it. That's what yeah. we see. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway. Fun. I, I've, I cannot feel fortunate enough to... All the transitions have been pretty smooth, and mm -hmm. I feel lucky to do a, a lot of things I've done and mm -hmm. made some friends along the way. And this RV trip is kind of part about it. You know, I don't want to see yeah. some of those people right. that I haven't seen in 20 years, that sure. I haven't seen in sure. 25 years, or, you know. Or didn't even know you did see them. Didn't even. <laughs> Which is me. <laughs> Forgot it was even at my house, probably. So, so many. Is so, that the same guy? <laughs> so many stories. I've plus, plus, you went so many different trails. How do you remember? some crappy backyard trails yeah but this way, even know? like jay 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 again mm -hmm. talking to him the other night yeah he stayed with christiani and i lived in our house for a month yeah and i kind of remember it but i kind of don't remember it you know but that was when we had young kids yeah. and he has a fantastic memory he does really a lot a lot yeah. of people a lot of people do when they're pulling up the maryland guys the wheel power guys yeah. and stuff. they're bringing yeah. up names was like yeah i remember that name i remember yeah. that name i remember yeah. that race i remember kibby grainer yeah. oh god <laughs> don't make me start with this because <laughs> i don't have a great memory but yeah not at all actually <laughs> but i can remember some of the names from back then that were just these guys were just dennis day right like yeah, there's so many he was a these rockville are, he was a rockville yeah Maryland these are all people yeah, in yeah. your in your uh yeah. wheelhouse of where you grew up but so so the felt deal um so when i went from the trends when i 
got hired by Felt, was helping with the marketing stuff. But now that I'm with the team riders, I'm um, riding with them a little bit. I'm seeing what they're doing. I'm seeing the scene, going to some contests, going to some races, doing that. So I'm seeing it. So you have the product manager Felt that aren't, they're more, you know, handling the spec sheets and handling the Asian suppliers and specking the bikes. And I kind of started got involved with the colors a little bit. And then even though Brian and I are colorblind, I was still helping with colors. Uh-huh. And then, but I was using Scotty or Paulie or whoever, Todd Wachowiak, these mm-hmm. people giving input on, hey, what would you think about next year's bike? Or what would you think about this? Um, and then I got more and more into the product side. And then I got pretty deep. And then at one point, Todd Corbett was actually the BMX product manager for Felt at the time. Mm-hmm. And he switched over to the road side. Uh-huh. And then I took over the BMX completely. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to, I mean, with the help of the head product managers, it felt. Sure. Um, then the Taiwan trip started. And then those turned into a couple times a year where you'd go on parts trips, part sourcing trips, you know, QC trips, the photo shoot trips, the um, uh, sourcing next year stuff. You know, so you're working two years ahead, all that kind of stuff. It was a fun game to play, but then I stopped going to the event so much and now i'm the guy behind the desk just working on these spreadsheets which i was totally into i loved having an organized spreadsheet and i loved talking to different suppliers and okay well what if we do this hub and okay let's make the seat tube chromoly and the forks chromoly but then the rest steel and then we'll but then we'll be able to upgrade to a 25.9 oh man imagine if you could get a bike the retail for two ninety nine, but you had twenty five nine gearing. I mean, there's all those handlebar yeah. sizes when they were going from eight to eight point two to eight point five to playing those games, and uh, it was a it was a fun time. Sure. But I was getting sucked into the desk um, part of it. So it, just mm-hmm. the other day, I thought about this um, when we were living in the PW house. You know, fifteen years before that, Magoo worked for Mongoose. You guys, right. a lot of people know Magoo Harold McGruther. Right. Um, he worked for Mongoose. He was the product manager for Mongoose. And yeah. he would come over to the POW house and he would take us to Denny's and pay for a meal or he uh-huh. would, you know, give us some Mongoose pedals or, hey, try out this new tire that we're doing one. And yeah. we thought he was just a nice guy or a crazy guy that was giving these <laughs> kids parts. Yeah. But now that I think about it, that was brilliant because <laughs> the POW house was riders of riders right they were true yeah dirty down bmx riders so they would there was no sponsorship money involved there was no anything involved yeah we just and would give it to magoo straight oh those pedals suck or that tire suck or those yeah. forks only lasted two weeks he just joe just handed me a harold magoo mcgruther product manager for Biltwell Incorporated. I've had that in my wallet for like three or four years <laughs> since one of the Swamp Fests. Yeah. Oh, God. So, anyway, yeah. Magoo was brilliant for tapping in. We thought we are cool, but really, Magoo was just using us for true rider <laughs> input, right? And then being on yeah. the felt side, I would love to have that resource, right? Yeah. So, I, I did some trips to Scotty's house or whatever, and I would listen to his friends and mm-hmm. listen to the the banter in the car and listen yeah. to what they're talking about, what they look into, what they're not into. Yeah. So I always, that changed how I thought about Magoo. Like he was, he was brilliant in that way of yeah. uh, using the POW house for his source of uh, BMX right. input. Was Vinny Menino part of the team then? 
He was on uh, with an S. Oh my gosh, I forgot the name of it. Um, but you know, close friend of Scotty's. Yeah, but was he? He was part of the Carlos Perez East Coast race team. Was I he? believe. Okay. I believe, but I definitely remember that. So, and Scotty was super good about. Um, hey, I got this. You know, I got this kid. He's 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 worth it. He's worth it. You know, give mm -hmm. him a frame or give whatever we were sure. doing. Um, but Carlos Perez helped a lot with the race team mm -hmm. um, because he had a he he had a team, yeah. and I can't go to every race. Or I mean, it didn't make sense to go to all those NBL yeah. races. And he had a national team, so we would give him a little bit of budget, a little mm -hmm. X amount of frames for the year, and. So that was a that was a good partnership, and it grew yeah. and grew over the years, and um, that was that was a good program. We had yeah. an East Coast team, we had a West Coast team, and then the, yeah. the Scotty Kramer, Todd Wachowiak, uh, a couple of riders. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was a pretty good, yeah. a pretty good team. Um, yeah, it was hard. Felt's biggest challenge was. When you're going against the Fits or the S and M's or the Sundays or the Sabrosas or the, mm -hmm. those are true. I'll call them rider-owned brands. Yeah, where felt as an ad in a magazine with a guy in a triathlon suit, you know, it's just a, it's hard to be good at both. Yeah, you know, yeah. or felt also really followed the rules as far as CPSC testing and and ISO testing and I don't think some of the companies necessarily mm -hmm. did that some of the rider owned companies did that so yeah. if you've got 10 15 more dollars into a bike because you've got the right reflectors or the right lead testing of paint yeah, yeah. you never we never got checked for it never got busted for it but it was more of like an insurance but that was yeah. just the product development right. team at felt was right. by the book and mm -hmm. not be negative to the smaller companies, but when you're smaller, it's no problem. If if somebody customs busts you, well, whatever, custom busts you, right? It's fine. But yeah. felt there was you know 50 employees and a, a, a lot bigger picture. Sure. In the, in the big game of it, um, mm -hmm. I'll share a story. I'm not going to name a name, but I have a close friend of mine who was doing a complete working for a complete bike company, uh -huh. and 259 gearing came out. Yeah. And, so CPSC rules, you have to have a chain guard. Yeah. Well, a chain guard doesn't, you have to cover so much of a chain. Yeah. Well, all the chain guards don't fit that. Yeah. So yeah. then now, okay, chain guard maker, we need a chain guard. Well, okay, you need to pay for a mold. I'm like, no, we're not going to pay a mold. Like everybody's going to be using this. They're like, we don't have anybody else using it. I was like, what do you mean? You're the biggest chain guard maker. Like nobody yeah. else is doing this. So I... Call for my what, friend 25 for twenty five nine. Yeah, because you have to get a chain guard to sure. cover the yeah. cover the chain. Right. Um, so I call my friend who works at the company. Hey, what are you doing for chain guards? We're not doing them. We're not or we deliver the the stock forty four sixteen chain guard. Right. Well, well that doesn't coverage. Well, no one's checking. You know, so felt like opened up a mold for this twenty five nine. Like, and then other people used it down the line. Yeah, but it's yeah. like. So I think felt because they followed the rules in yeah, in yeah. many things because a lot of felt guys were XGT guys so they yeah. knew they knew the game a little more so right. a couple of things like that and then the lead testing thing you had to yeah. by the book you had to lead you had to check lead in every color there's no way <laughs> that Sunday 
was when they're doing an Aaron Ross bike and their yeah. stem and their rims and their right. everything. There's no way all that stuff was lead tested. Yeah. Actually, I say that's no way. Maybe there is. Maybe yeah, they yeah. were. Right. But um, right. anyway, that, Jeez, the product development crazy. part of the bike industry is a pretty fun thing. And yeah. I actually miss that a little bit too. Uh-huh. Um, I'm happy what I'm doing now. Right. But, but that... Right. Uh, the Taiwan travel was, you know, there's a two week long trip. So right. those are, that's kind of brutal on the family when you have young kids and oh, stuff. Um, but it was fun and yeah. I had some relationships over there and it was fun times, fun weekends. And it was good times. Miss those days. Yeah. So. Absolutely. That's good. Um, anyway, we could talk forever and, and we, we should probably, uh, Get ready awesome. And, well, thank uh, you, Joe. We've always, we've always talked about this, and you yeah. know, I know you like the in-person thing. And I do. I'm a huge podcast fan. There's several podcasts I like: yeah. motocross stuff, BMX stuff, mountain bike stuff. Um, Good, easy, easy stuff to watch. You just yeah. put your headphone in and get hop on your road bike, drive right. down the road, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a big fan of the podcast. So yeah. And I like your East Coast style, and I like your uh, in-person style because it does it does add a little different than the phone call. It does, yeah, it does. We wouldn't be talking for two hours on the phone. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> I could probably keep you for a while on the phone too. But so, yeah. and it's awesome to talk it. like this to bring up those memories because you mm-hmm. don't think about this stuff in your day-to-day life. So sure, um, when people bring up some names or bring up some times or maybe how you viewed something, sure. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about it like that. Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, I'm a, I'm I'm a learner. That's that's half the fun of doing these is yeah. is is learning, yeah. because none of us know it all. Yeah, that is you true. Know? And you've you shared some you pieces with me, pieces of info that I I'll definitely use. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, yeah, I don't know what I could have taught you today, but, <laughs> but not much about how to put a microphone maybe a foot off the table so I can try to get <laughs> try to get you as close to the microphone. Uh, but anyway, thank you for doing this. Is there anything you wanted to, anyone you wanted to sh- kind of shout out? Any, anything? No, you're supposed to thank your sponsors, right? No, but I, I wouldn't do any, that. I don't have you and I sponsors. don't do that. No. <laughs> I mean, obviously my wife for doing this trip with me and being married for 30 years right. and my kids. And at one point you're raising kids and you're like, oh, I can't wait to get out and do my own thing and just be live the easy life and not have to worry about who's hungry, who's not hungry, who's whatever. <laughs> right. Um, but then you're on the road for a couple of weeks and you're like, damn, I miss my kids. You yeah. Know? And um, then, or you go home and you're yelling at someone for doing the dishes or yeah, yeah. picking up the dog shit in the backyard <laughs> or whatever. Right. But then you miss them. <laughs> right, right. And then I, I actually, I do, I, I want to thank the preschool crowd. I mean, no one, none of them are going to listen to this, but I mean, right. for them to be able to keep the schools going and yeah, and, and do what they do, it's uh, fortunate to keep, be able to do this at yeah. a younger age and sure. Uh, yeah. And hopefully I can still keep, still keep riding. Yeah. Oh, that'd be <laughs> great. I'll be there with you, sort of. You know, from a distance, I'll but be there with that, you. All those riding with the wheel power guys, I didn't get to ride with Crandall, but I get the vibe. Uh-huh. It's just you don't need to jump. You need to, don't need to jump the thirty footer with the steep lip, you know. And it's and it's cool. Nope. Nope. Um, you don't just flow around, have fun, and yeah, yeah. Rubber side, rubber side down, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what we shoot for every year. I take it in yearly chunks now. Yeah. 
I guess at times it's day by day, but um, uh, before I forget to the audience, if I happen to get this podcast out soon, next Sunday, the Road to Recovery Jam on the 17th. Uh, I hope anyone can make it that's traveling from near or far. It's a rain or shine. Anyone that's even hearing this has probably been to one before, but it's a huge fundraiser for Road to Recovery, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Scotty will be there. We were talking about Scotty Kramer. Scotty will be there. That'll be cool. And, and he makes a difference. When he shows up, he makes a difference. People show up to see him, and he's an important part of it, and he's he's been a uh, recipient of, of some Road to Recovery help. I was going to say, I was hesitating because I'm like, It'd be really cool if Brian Foster showed up, uh, it, but the reason I bring him up is, uh, you know, he, he's important in the same vein of what this is for because most of Road to Recovery's uh, uh, money that's raised goes to uh, paralysis, uh, traumatic brain injury, and, and paralysis situations. So, which is that's pretty pretty much what Brian's involved in, I believe, from what I understand. I don't think on the brain side. Not the, yeah, on the so paralysis he's, side. Yeah, I he's think. in the start. I think he's working for a company, and he, your typical physical therapy customers. Mm-hmm. He even jokes sometimes that it's just like people want to stay on the physical therapy program because that's their exercise, right? That's right. Their, almost like their trainer. Yeah. <laughs> almost like their personal trainer. Yeah. So that it's all the, playing the insurance money game, trying to get as many sessions you can. Right. I haven't talked too much about it, but that's kind yeah. of vibe that I get. Right. Um, right. But he's only a couple of years into it. So sure. who, who knows what, there's so many branches to that tree of which way it could go. Oh yeah. Um, I'm yeah. sure he learned all of that stuff in school and you can, mm-hmm. um, he 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 can figure out life, so he'll he'll find out what what the fit is. Maybe the fit he's in now. I don't I I don't know. Right. He'll right. find out. Yeah, absolutely. Whichever way. Right. So anyway, that was a that was a not, not a great tie-in, but it's uh you know it's these guys, both Jersey guys, um, they they all help with this in some way. They help with this, so it's uh it. I'm looking forward to doing the event and. Uh, it's just a good day. It's a really good day. So, some thanks for the hospitality. Yeah, no problem. Let's and, go. Uh, oh, glad we made that happen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Why don't we go eat at a prison now? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> Not often you'd say yes to that, but <laughs> middle uh, middle Connecticut prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The nicest one around. Uh, well, thank you. Okay, I appreciate it. Alan. You got it, Joe. It was a good time. You got it. All right, thanks. <laughs>